Hey everyone, this episode of the Smoking Tire Podcast is brought to you by Driveline 2.0. Driveline was uh, launched recently, and now they are going to version 2.0 with all kinds of improvements to the system based on your feedback. Uh, there are patches, and patches are real physical patches you can earn like Boy Scouts through getting points on Driveline, through miles traveled, videos posted, or uh, completed of challenges. Beyond just uh, digital badges that no one else sees, patches can be shared on social media or in the real world to show that you are a master road tripper. Uh, there's an improved drive it functionality. Now, when another user drives a route you've created, you can see it. See how your fellow motorists take to your favorite drives. In addition to roads driven, pins can be used to share the places you stop off at. Whether it's a restaurant, a scenic overlook, a store, a hike, or a bathroom break, share photos with others to make it easy to find the best spots. And there's an optional mini-map in the video. When you shoot videos of your drives using uh, the Driveline app, you can overlay a mini-map uh, that will allow others to see uh, not only the route you drew, but exactly uh, what roads you're driving. Driveline 2.0 combines the best of what Driveline originally set to offer with customer feedback rigorously implemented. Driveline in no way promotes street racing because it's illegal and dangerous, and if you get in trouble for street racing, don't blame us because right here in the ad, we're telling you street racing is illegal and stupid. Get the Driveline app for iOS now and hit the road. Um, on newsstands this week, you will notice the new issue of CarCraft Magazine. And uh, you might notice a familiar car on the cover. That's right. My, my little fox body is on the cover of CarCraft Magazine this month. There's a big story about it by uh, Mr. John McGann. And uh, it is a lovely honor to be cover story uh, for one of the old pillars of uh, custom cars in the industry. Go to anywhere magazines are sold and pick up a copy for yourself. Uh, and if you are into watches, like I am into watches, you should check out the Watch and Listen podcast. Myself and Cameron Weiss, every Wednesday, go through a new angle in the watch world. Uh, unlike the Smoke Entire podcast, which is sort of guest-driven and current offense-driven and here's what we're doing in the video world-driven, Watch and Listen is topic-driven. So this week's episode is about chronographs. Uh, next week's episode is actually going to be an interview uh, with John Ward, but beyond just being an interview, we are discussing uh, affordable Vintage, uh, and that's that's coming up on the Watch and Listen podcast, YouTube.com slash Watch and Listen podcast, uh, or search for it on Shout Engines, iTunes, uh, or wherever you get your podcasts on Android. Now, uh, this episode of the Smoking Tire podcast, uh, we are going to have a sit down with our boy George Notaris, uh, the Moto Man, Moto Man TV. He's a regular on the show. We talk about airplanes, uh, which uh, he is really getting into, as well as uh, some of the crazy cars he's been driving recently and some of the stuff I've been driving recently. It's a good show. Stick around and enjoy. Hola. Hola. What's up? How you doing, people? Matt Farrier here. Yeah. 
What's up? How you doing? Hey. Hi, George. George. I'm back. George Notaris. What's happening? I'm in the fancy new studio over the updated down. studio. Updated. Bring it down. It's the new studio. All is well. How are you, sir? Well, I'm very good. Very Bienvenue. good. Welcome. Thank you, sir. Thank you for having me back. Moto Man George Notaris is in the house. Not in Venice anymore. It makes me sad. But Fucking we're still close. Fucked off to Manhattan Beach. Oh, yeah. When people think about L.A. and the hot girls, they really think about Venice Beach. What they should be thinking about is Manhattan Beach. Absolutely. Manhattan Venice, Beach. Venice it, Beach is no, not where you want to go to find the hot girls. Manhattan Beach is. Absolutely. When you think of California, when you mm -hmm. picture California, you picture Manhattan Beach. Exactly. When and you people, know what bugs me out, though? What's that? I just saw Blow recently again. Yeah. Great film. Yeah, great film. When Johnny Depp and fucking Tuna, whatever that guy's name is, uh -huh. he plays Tuna, moved to Manhattan Beach. Like, yeah. Manhattan Beach was the shit, right? Their crib. Did you notice where their crib is? No. Their crib's not in Manhattan Beach. Where is it? I turned to Santa Monica. <laughs> they, you, they walk right across ocean and shit. And I was like... That bugs me out. See, what people, don't understand. To blow. <laughs> what, what people don't understand about Manhattan Beach is, it, I may be dating myself here, but it is Mayberry on the ocean. It is a place where you know You're the dating police. yourself with, with what Mayberry yeah, is. Mayberry, what is I know. Mayberry? I just, Mayberry. You say that I hear white people. Is that what, you, is that what you're getting <laughs> Well, that's Manhattan Beach. It's yeah. very much white people. Stepford Wives yes. is like my Although generation. Although I have a proud Arizona State alum who is like, she's like the chief legal counsel of some huge tech defense company and she is she is african-american and she is a amazing congratulations and yes. she lives in manhattan beach manhattan beach and she has the unique distinction of being the only uh person that has had their home almost tried to be uh, someone try to blow it up what literally blow it literally up? blow it up wow someone set up a bomb in front of the house fuck off seriously that's the yeah. thing in america in, in america in manhattan and in manhattan beach. beach someone apparently didn't like uh, the family no and they decided to set off a bomb and scare watch your away. hands on the table i it, got all it, excited sorry revert, the audience gets very mad because she works for a defense company or was it just random luck racism i think or, it was racism really yeah and no, actually no. fuck off nobody actually, sets off a bomb and the only black woman's in house go manhattan look beach. At, she did Come a ted, she did a ted talk Tim, can you pull, pull up? up the TED pull Talk? Up, I'm trying to remember her name. We can't, uh, watch, the, we can't Beach, watch the video. But. No, just Manhattan Beach, African-American woman, bomb home. Those are your Google search I like terms. how we start this podcast. Be a lot of well, this wow. is local news, it is, brother. This is, actually, this is national news because it, she did a TED Talk. What does that say? Firebomb oh. thrown at Manhattan Firebomb, Beach yeah. home in suspected hate crime. Holy shit, it was because she was black. 2015. Yeah. Fuck me. February 15th. Oh, well, that's, that's sad. Her husband. I thought I thought we lived in I thought we lived in the country of California here. This woman, this was... she's amazing. She she what's, came from a very poor family. Be, put herself through Arizona State University. I'm a proud Arizona State alum. Wow. Then she got a scholarship, full ride to Stanford Law. Came out of Stanford Law like top of her class. Yeah. And got a corporate law job for one of the tech defense contractors. Sounds in, gangster. She is gangster. Seen billions on Showtime. You know what? I don't have Showtime the, anymore. The really like you know. On point, uh, African American woman prosecutor. That's what I'm picturing. Yeah, there. So just My, The person I was stealing their uh, their 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 passcode for HBO and Showtime. They they stopped doing it, so I Wait, can't watch it anymore. She can't be she, the, the defense contractor. You were oh no. <laughs> when you were stealing. Keep up, her. keep up, Matt. Come Sorry, on. Sorry, I was like, wait. You're stealing her show to her cable? <laughs> that's that's her. Yeah, at an alumni event, I stole her cable bill. <laughs> or she, or that's her charity, and she gets a tax write-off for yeah, giving that to you. By supporting the people, the, the poor people of Manhattan Beach. Oh, my God, that poor woman. I'm yeah. so, I can't believe that there's- And she's hate, a badass. There's firebomb hate yeah. crimes in Manhattan Beach? It could be because- That's a very affluent area, too, it, for it those It could be because her and her husband drove, both drive Buicks. <laughs> really? Yeah. 
They both. They, one is a saber, and you the know, other one is like a something or other. I had a lot of sympathy for them thirty seconds ago. <laughs> yeah. Now I now I question watch. All, I question all their decision making. You should <laughs> link up the TED Talk and when you put this up on YouTube, and so people oh can watch my God, it. She's incredible. Um, Alex Roy's doing a TED Talk. You know, I didn't know that about autonomous vehicles. Shocking. Yeah, yeah. The hum- have you, did you see the Human Driving Association manifesto? No, I didn't. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, I did. I, I did. did. I did. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, it's got a pretty militant vibe about it, but I'm, <laughs> about, I'm about it. <laughs> I saw the page. I didn't see the manifesto. The manifesto is a, yeah, is a, it's a, it's a actually pretty thorough document, I think, stating uh, what the goals should be for the uh, rights of human drivers. Which there should be rights. There should. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and uh, and the, the thought and the fear uh, is that, in a, in a non-panicky way, but the concern is that there is a time when autonomous cars are prevalent, you know, however many years down the road this is, and there could be, <clears throat> if they're all connected to some sort of central system, right, which they would have to be to totally drive themselves, uh, that there could potentially be a point where... You could get into your car and go, uh, Steve, because your car's named Steve. Steve, take me to Dodger Stadium. And for some sort of political reasons or any other reasons, the car might go, no. Mm. And that's the, that, that is a, you know, so, uh, so the Human Driving Association is definitely for, uh, autonomous technology, but in parallel with human driving, not instead of human so driving. So we well, don't become the buggy whip. Yeah. Like we would, we want to have, um, uncrashable sports cars mm-hmm. that will deal with traffic on their own. Mm-hmm. We don't want to have something that has a, a even a potential for a choice of not listening to exactly what we want them to do, though. You know, but well, there's also another piece of that puzzle, which is as cars are more digital and digitally controlled, that kind of you know halt could be put on a car even if it has a steering wheel and pedals. True. So that yeah. is because that's something I thought of as well. You know. If, as they hack cars easier and easier, mm-hmm. yeah, they could just go. Whoosh. Yep, and there's more to it as well. Like like uh, c- uh, connected features and um, geo tracking features should be opt in, not opt out. You know, you shouldn't have totally to agree. check this box that you might not check in order for them not to follow totally you. Totally agree. Well, I mean, that's like yeah. every phone app. But know? how yeah. many people are actually going to go through and set up their cars? No, look, most people. Well, that's the point. The point is that's that most people aren't going to do that. Yeah. And the parallel I draw is with um, go back to the 1970s, Formula One. Drivers are dying in the 60s and 70s. Every weekend, drivers are dying, mm. and the the governing body of the sport says well if you don't want to die just you know slow down a little bit and putting that that responsibility on the drivers that it was shown would always choose a fast car over yeah. a safe car and the constructors that would always build a fast car over a safe car so you need to have this kind of these rules that start at the top down because individual people shouldn't be you know, trusted and for-profit companies shouldn't be trusted with. But those therein decisions. lies the problem. Now we're talking more about government than we talk about cars or autonomous driving. Well, it's, how do you uh, set those parameters? Yeah. And really, this is the problem that you know I'm sure Alex is going to cover in his TED talk of how do you set these parameters that will keep up with technology? Because yeah. you set parameters, and all of a sudden you think you've got a, a, a static. Uh, law, and then all of a sudden it changes tomorrow, and then you and I are going to watch it on Law and Order 2020. Correct. And so right now, look, it's going to be a slow process, right? Like even if 
Even if all of a sudden they said, yeah. you know, no more new cars starting in 2018 except for autonomous cars, mm-hmm. right? It would still take years for the turnover to happen, right? Yeah. So where I think we want to start with it is with the correct terminology for things. Yeah. Um, the use of the phrase self-driving cars, autonomous cars, semi-autonomous cars, self-driving system versus self-driving yeah. car. Like, what do these terms mean? Because... Um, is that my phone making those noises? Oh, that is your phone. What the fuck is? Oh wow, the dollop just started playing out of my phone. I well, my hands were above the fucking table. You can see it in the video. Um, so because you can't trust, obviously, you know. Talk to anyone who's not into cars about Cadillac Super Cruise or about Tesla. People think Teslas drive themselves. They do, and they they don't even know <laughs> Super Cruise exists. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and it and and so. And they think that because of words like autopilot and, yeah. you know, and so they, I think that, and Tesla wants to sell cars, so they put some shit called autopilot, you know. A they, great <laughs> example of this, if you want to see this in action, in practice, um, I was on a trip one time, and I, I actually don't have cable at home or any of that kind of stuff, so I rarely watch TV, so it's a joy for me to have a television I can actually access. <laughs> and what do I do? I flip on C-SPAN of all channels, uh-huh. and it was a Senate subcommittee that had summoned a number of different uh, experts in the field of autonomous driving, oh. and they were actually listening. Lucky and, f- and I got, happened I upon happened to get lucky, yeah, and I watched it for like three hours. <laughs> cool, I yeah, would, I missed yeah. the dinner, whatever it was. <laughs> it was more interesting than the dinner, I can tell you that. But the people they chose, I thought, was an, a, a very interesting commentary on what the Senate subcommittee thinks of autonomous driving. Like you had a guy from Audi. But he wasn't the the technologist that was doing the PR guy. Or he, something? No, he wasn't the PR guy. But he was like the business guy. He was like the CMO. Wrong guy. Yeah. Then there was well, a guy. Well, right guy to talk to people, probably though. Yeah, he was, and he had a, just enough of a German accent to sound really like regal, but still could speak English. <laughs> and then just enough to sound. Yeah. Oh, uh, then educated. there was another OEM. I forgot I was the other. I educated in the University of Stuttgart. <laughs> yeah. Then there was another OEM. And then there was a guy that was working at some technology company in Silicon Valley that knew his shit backwards and forwards. He was the guy doing most of the talking. And then there was a guy from Robert Bosch that was obviously the PR guy. So he was Robert Bosch, for those who know, that is a major supplier to the OEM world. I would argue. You're the first person I've ever heard it the full name. Robert, yeah. I've only ever heard Bosch. Yeah, Robert Bosch GmbH. Yeah, no, I yeah. I knew that word existed, but I don't think anyone I've, anyone's ever spoken it aloud it's in Bosch. my presence. Yeah. Just just Bosch yeah. for the uneducated, or yes. not uneducated for those <laughs> yeah. aren't who aren't familiar with the. Full so name. we should probably find it and link it up in your description because it's fascinating viewing and it shows the priorities that the, the people who are working out these laws they don't quite understand who the technologists are right. who the people like there's a guy I forgot his name I'm, wasn't a big part of this problem that the transportation secretary or something like they have not started to write or figure out national rules like they were talking about oh, yeah. states rights and that's kind of crazy because a car can go from state Absolutely. to state it, uh, it, we were just talking about your new podcast I don't want to give it away but watch and listen well there's another one no. Oh, on weed? Yes. Yeah, we're starting a weed show. So it's a legalization issue. On weed. <laughs> why not? This is a legalization issue, state to state to state. Yeah. Well, it's the same thing here. I think this is going to be a legalization issue, state to state to state. So right now you've got a city like Phoenix that's kind of on the forefront because so many technology companies and consumer-focused companies have based their their pilot programs there. So they're actually kind of ahead of Silicon Valley in terms of the government being a more... 
uh, forward thinking is the best way to put it. There's less people to hit there. <clears throat> is that why? Well, there's more old people. There's more old people. Yeah. There's, there's big, out, wide, there? big, wide, well-marked grids and not a lot of rain. That does not help. As a proud <laughs> Arizona State alum, uh, I moved from New York and could not understand how roads that were arrow straight, eight lanes wide. People and still crash. Major crash. <laughs> yeah. Like you and I would be driving down the Sprainbrook Parkway in a snowstorm in a rear wheel drive and like and a firebird. No problem. No problem, you and I. <laughs> I could never understand it. It took me, I was just in Scottsdale, and it took me a long time to get anywhere in Scottsdale. It was not... Badly timed lights not and horrible Really drivers. badly timed badly lights? Badly timed lights. You have to lights. go like eight, nine miles down Scottsdale it's Road, painful. and it, the lights aren't timed. On a, like, it's oh, ridiculous. that's super annoying. Dude, <sighs> when I lived there back in the day, there was no freeway, so you had no alternative. Ugh, <laughs> oh, it was horrible. So, well, seems, at least it's beautiful, right? No. It seems it's strange that this would be a state race place. thing because obviously cars can travel. Now, I yes. know that like... You know, Montana had that higher speed limit, but that was more of a we have the room kind of thing. That yeah. wasn't like a state like our state speed limit is X, you know, and then the next to our neighbors is different. Seems like this should be a national kind of conversation should, really yeah. quickly. It's happening as proven by the C SPAN thing. I just don't think anybody's really listening. Did you hear anything on the C SPAN thing that was like, oh my God, what are they saying? The Robert Bosch guy. Really? The Robert Bosch guy. You'd swear. His PR cronies came up with a script, and no matter what the technologist said to him, he just went back to the script. It sounds like C-SPAN. I hate when lobbyists do that bullshit. And then the Audi guy, I would argue the Audi guy was very, he, he was like, you know, remember the old pictures of like Al Gore, like the, the, the cutout of Al Gore people yeah. would put there and say, that's Al Gore? Yeah. That was the Audi guy. Do you ever feel like nothing ever, <laughs> does, do you ever feel like there's no incentive to tell the truth and stuff in these hearings? Oh. Forget about hearings. I have learned There's in this not. world there is a, you know an incentive to the opposite. They just like, well, but nothing happens. People tell they tell it, lies no. and they stonewall. And this nothing is happens. this is a larger problem, and I think you and you both know this as well as I do because we have been on YouTube what eight nine years now. Mm, long time, twelve twelve years. So long time. I have learned through being on this platform and being on other platforms that in this world everyone says they want. Honesty and quality. No one <laughs> wants honesty, and no one is willing to pay for quality. And when mm-hmm. you are dishonest, True. no one really seems to care. No one cares. Exactly. Yeah. It's a, that's been a. No I've had cares. a hard time with that one. I. I there. How you many go times out of your way to be like ethical and honest, and the people who don't are successful, and winners. you go. <sighs> it's but you can, but you the can free sleep market at night. Wins. You can sleep at night. You know? I can in Manhattan you can Beach. Sleep at night. As long as no one bombs your house. No one bombs my house. <laughs> but okay, so so to your point though, like it seems like Greeks. The people that make fake content or that have sponsored content but don't disclose it or whatever it is, like they make shitty stuff. Oh, incredible. Not, it's not ethical and, it's, and the quality isn't there. But the the market or a big market, maybe not our market, but a market goes there and adopts yeah. it, right? Yeah. So if. If they start making autonomous cars that are fully autonomous and just negate this driving manifesto mm. because enthus- the enthusiast population is smaller than the general population, yeah. it could be the same thing. Where totally. Like, yeah, great. We don't give a fuck what you guys think with your manual shifting and your, your hobby. Yeah. This is where things are just going to get pushed. Yeah, no, uh, well, it becomes it becomes certainly about an independence and safety issue. There, That's when this, the, the, the manifesto goes into you know, constitutional amendments and stuff like that, and there being a right to drive, mm-hmm. not in terms of there being necessarily a right to 
physically operate the wheel and pedals, which is a privilege, but the right to be able to use your car to roam freely in the United States, you know what I mean? Whether that means having someone else drive for you, Mm -hmm. driving it autonomously, driving yourself, whatever that is, like, although you can get your privilege taken away if you drive drunk or whatever, but, like, you should have the right to, you know, within... Control the vehicle to in con- some To way. be in control of where that vehicle goes and how it gets there. Yeah. yeah so yeah, yeah, you yeah, have the sense. right, but what happens when everybody is on Instagram or whatever the future social platform is and they don't have the reaction time? Well, no, no. I don't mean you should be able to, like, text and drive and mm-hmm. shit, but I just mean that, like, you... That it should not be allowed to make a car that doesn't have an option for full off-the-grid... I'm in control driving. You know what I mean? Yes. So to have an autonomous feature be like, okay, traffic mode. And it just like, and like, okay, uncrashable sports car mode where like it lets you take over. But if you're about to have one, it will fix that. You know, Uh, just like the world's best traction control system. Like that would be badass. So like, you know, overlays, you know, like driving line overlays on your windshield, like Mm -hmm. to turn your windshield into a Forza screen. You know, on at the mm-hmm. track or whatever. Like, you can use this kind of technology in parallel yeah. to improve the experience without basically without it's like, giving it over to Skynet. Yeah, right. If so, if the car is always talking to a GPS satellite, yeah. and that's part of how its autonomous ability works, it should be able to also do it without that. Like, that's why the Tesla system uses cameras. So, if all the autonomous systems mostly rely on visual cues, not on like a mm-hmm. satellite cue, then it could operate independently. Of a network. Well, right. right? And if it needs the GPS to drive autonomously, that's fine. But if you want to drive yourself and you're not using the GPS and you're not using it autonomously, it should disconnect from that grid. There was no discussion on how connected the car was in that yeah. C-SPAN uh, sub Senate yeah. subcommittee. This is. I feel like we're. This is. This stage has kind of been set already. If you think about, it, I was just at an ice driving thing uh, yesterday. Ooh, cool. And uh, <laughs> yeah, tough, yeah. <laughs> tough yeah. life. Yeah, it was. It was fun. It was a lot of fun. Um, and I brought some floof from it. If you want to do something with Appreciate it, but your floof. anyway, so I feel like for the past fifteen years we've been do- debating this, or the car manufacturers have been de- debating this by setting the parameters or really the limits of these traction control systems and now torque vectoring systems on how much can you and I turn off. Like this car yesterday, which was the Kia Stinger. Good car. You- Great car. Great. Everyone says great it's, car so far. Uh, it is a. We can go into it later, but I am shocked how good it is. I'm actually shocked. I'm seeing them in the wild. People are actually. I've seen a bunch of them. them. Yeah, I've seen a bunch of them. I, I took the guy who's the he's the guy that runs that product line for Kia offline, and I chat. Great guy. Super great guy. Great guy from New York. Anyway, he was telling me that their high end car, their fifty thousand dollar car, which even I thought no one would buy, it's outpacing expectations. It's, Actually, that, it's called like G T two or GT2, something. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um How, have you driven a um Julia Quad? Not yet. Yeah, all right, because that's what every, everyone yeah. I just did a Julia Quad video. I listened to your podcast. Everybody is like you have to drive the stinger. You, you gotta drive the stinger. Right. I do. Yeah. I think um I've driven a regular Julia and I've driven a Stelvio. Hyundai Kia has some Issues with if you have uh, violations 
on your license with oh, getting so, you into oh, because, oh, well, you right. know what they do? They check your license every week. I know they do. Yeah, like Whoa. They, every week. My my license wow. gets checked every single week from, uh, depending on which car manufacturer I'm working with. And I was down uh I now I'm down to I only have one violation on my record. Yeah. Low and as of May, if yeah. I don't get anything fingers crossed, nothing yeah. until May, I'll have a clean driving record for the first time in over 20 years. Uh not over 20, <laughs> over 15 years. I'll tell you what, I probably have a stinger <laughs> coming funny. before then. I'll, I'll come up. Yeah. Let you let drive it. We'll go for lunch. Yeah, when I'm when my it's license is clear, then I can get. Maybe if the car's on the grid, though, it'll turn off because it knows Matt's in the seat. <laughs> it actually, dude, yeah, I yeah. just had two tickets drop off my record, and I got a call from my insurance agent. My insurance went down twenty six hundred dollars. That's how much it went down by. How much year. was your insurance to begin with? Wow, eight thousand a year for, for five the cars. Focus? For oh, five, for five cars. cars you've got eight thousand a year for five cars, and it just went down to twenty. Oh, no, wait, fi- to 5200 That is for- obscene. Yeah, yeah, and it's going like, to go down even more I in May. I am blown away you pay that much. I have a commercial policy. That's part of why. That's, I that's why. Plus policy. That. Okay, that's yeah, why. I have okay. a, a very, very high uh, liability So like a limits. production policy kind of thing. It's not a production policy, yeah. but it's a, it is a commercial auto insurance policy that has much higher limits than yeah. most personal. Yeah. I don't want to do something stupid and lose yeah. my fucking house. Totally, <laughs> you know, absolutely. Uh, and so, which is why, uh, and also, is doing I live, this. I live in Venice. I've got, you know, it's, yeah, it's, but it's it, it sucks, but that's life. Speaking of limits, back to the point. Yeah, got to step it down sorry, this, this segue here. Sorry. So, uh, actually, it was TK that was driving. TK was doing a whole car oh, control yeah? thing for me in this Stinger GT. Oh. And what we really spent a lot of time unpacking was the engineers, and it was Albert Bierman from BMW, have sp- has spent a lot of time on this one car. How high do you raise the limits? How much do you let people like the broken car guys that we are, how much do you let them take this $50,000 car and make it go sideways? You're talking about how far off can you make the traction How far control? off can you turn it off? And well, like, all the way off is the answer. You can't turn it off. Like, there's a cert- you turn off the traction control, but the torque vectoring is going to come on. You can't hmm. turn off the all-wheel drive system completely. There's a certain Isn't amount. Isn't there a rear-wheel drive one with the big motor? There's a Rear drive, big motor, but of course this ice thing was all about all-wheel drive, so we didn't have those there. But But can you turn the? You can turn it off in the rear drive one, right? In the rear drive, you turn off that. You can drift. Actually, I was. You'll see in the in the video, I was drifting this one. Yeah, and then on the opposite end of the spectrum, a week before that, drive a DM5. You can completely turn off the front wheels. You turn off the traction. Yeah, that one. You do whatever the hell you want. Yeah, on that one, you turn off the front wheels. More so than the Mercedes. Yeah, like the Mercedes does not offer that. Is it not full off in the Mercedes? I've heard it. I've heard that the new Mercedes, you cannot get things. Full off. Oh, um, you can't. You can't. You can't turn off the front. The the front tra- uh, axle. You cannot oh. at all. Mm-hmm. The, majority, the rumor was you that it could or did. It does in certain scenarios. It'll send a hundred percent of the torque to the rear wheels, but it's the computer making the decision, not you making the decision. And the point here is. This, we're talking about autonomous driving, and I brought in this example because the the car manufacturers have been debating this back and forth for 15 years, and now here we're resetting the stage. Instead of it being traction control, we're just adding another layer on top of that mm-hmm. with autonomy. Uh, yeah. Well, in traction control, they're refining too because in the beginning it was like it just shut everything down, you know, mm-hmm. or, it, or it automatically ABS brake for you. And now they're finding the nuance of, oh, here's your McLaren with a drift setting. Yeah. It's not perfect, but they're getting to that point of giving us the fun we want. <clears throat> yeah. But there's still that curtain of restraint. You know, it's, it's very far in the background, but it's still there, like with the Mercedes cars. You, know, you yeah. can't go full, I'm the only person touching the controls now. Yeah. I, Weird. But, you know, hmm. I think it's good to go full off. It's always good to have a full off. Mm-hmm. You should always have a full off. In Mercedes' case, I think it may be, 
I mean, I think it may be very hard to make a I think completely it, decoupling. If I'm being, if we're honest with each right? other here, the reason why they don't do this in a hundred thousand dollar M5 or a hundred and seventy thousand dollar SX3 is because one hundred and seventy thousand. Yeah, the one that I had. You, uh, oh, you said S63. S63. Oh, Jesus! I heard yeah. E63. E63 is a hundred grand. <laughs> I'm sure you could get individual options yeah, yeah, on E63 yeah, yeah, and make yeah. it way over a hundred. Yeah. But I had an S63. You can see it here on the Instagram. It's up. Uh, up, it's somewhere up, up, there. Up, up, there's up, up, there. There's there one there. One there. That's in the old garage. I there. had the convertible of that. Oh God, was it good? I, I just it had the S560. I love these the cars. Con- the seats. I did twenty five hundred words on the seats. Mm-hmm. So this is this is a hundred and seventy grand. Actually, that one's one hundred and ninety. I'm sorry, one hundred and ninety with all options. And if you could turn all Lean that off, fire. imagine how many of these things would be in a wall. True. And yeah, I think they're being very, very honest with themselves. Well, that's a fucking S-class. But even yeah. the E, think about the person who's buying an E or, or an M5. It's How many people are really going to track wait, wait. Ooh, I'm sorry. Car? My brain went one way and the conversation went the other. Can you turn the front axle off in the E-class 63? No. You can't. You cannot. You, you can send all the torque to the back, though, because they drift like crazy. I, it's a similar situation. Okay. You can but you, set, set, set up a setting where you can send a majority of the torque, but ultimately it's the computer that makes the right, decision okay, yeah. whether it's the, the front axle is off. But the it's, front axle can turn off in an E63. Yes. But it's the computer can. making the decision. Well, yeah, you hit a button. Yeah. Yeah, of course. In the M5, it's very different. You go in into the M5, like you hit a button and it disconnects right now, you have regardless to, of what you you're doing. You have to dig right? like four steps into the menu, and right. then you, there is a checkbox, two-wheel drive, and boom. Oh, that's fucking and it just I love that's that. what, that's what you want. Great. It's Absolutely. wonderful. The 997 uh, Porsches. I don't know about the 991s. 991s no, can't do it. Because they don't have a manual parking yeah. brake. The 997 all-wheel drive Porsches. I didn't know that they could do that. One click. Yeah. Uh, up. And it releases the front. One yeah. click on parking brake. On the handbrake, yeah. one click up. Just yeah. as a quick aside for 997s, uh-huh. can you pull up Instagram here again? Like, Instagram like still up, George? Two. <laughs> <laughs> Instagram still up. This is a fancy setup you got right? here. Right? We're dropping So go it. way to the top. We're I think this was oh, yesterday's picture. So I was Carrera, in. The silver little Carrera? Uh, it, the silver, yeah, the 997. Yeah. I was in Crested Butte. There it is. Look at this guy. Major respect for this guy. I was in Crested Butte. Everybody drove up there with an SUV. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This guy rolls in with a 997. It's in perfect shape, ski rack, and it's a manual. Snow tires? And, uh, I did have snow tires. There you go. And he's got the little I Love Oregon sticker on the side. Is it a four? Is it a so fun? It's it's a, say? It just it, says S, I think. I think right? it's just an S. I think it's two-wheel yeah. drive. Yeah. Sweet. I, we, we had a you know, Monticello Motor Club. They let they do some snow track days there. Really? Yeah. Great track. And there was a guy who up there who was a member who had a 997S with snow tires on it. This guy's Rear-wheel awesome. drive, and it was beasting the, the snow. Yeah. It was yeah. great. Um. Uh, point on the Mercedes people crashing if they turn all this stuff off. Mm. I think Bozy put up a uh, a post about the um, Hellcat crashes and like the number of them that have had accidents. And if you look at them, like seventy percent of the ones that he put up, I think it was it was. A, oh, he's watching the salvage. Yeah, there was like thirty six. You know, Bozy's of them. the best, I and know. they were mostly Hellcats crashing into things. You know, front, stationary yeah. objects, stationary objects yeah. damaging the front, and that's. A ton of horsepower, super fast, okay. and people can buy it, but they don't know what they're doing. Hmm. So if you bought an S-Class or an S63 or an E63, and you could turn everything off because you're like, no, no, let's see what this can do. Same thing, I think. You just, you'd have a ton of people running into ex- stuff. I think a very extreme example, a Hellcat. The well, Bose, horsepower. I just got a text from Bozy. That's like, uh, did that Weird. ding? That Must was Must have been a disturbance in the force. That was Bozy. Because that's 700 horsepower, that Mercedes, that S63 or an E63. S63, 603. 603 you know, on, on the book, I bet... Everything seems to be a little underrated nowadays. Yeah, I and think how so. much was the torque on the uh, the, uh, the S sixty three six hundred three? It's uh, five eight five six three. 
is the torque. It's a oh, you're great right. motor. You're right. crazy. That car's slow. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. I've actually, I don't, I don't think it's, it's funny. I got people example. with comments on the, uh, on the M5 episode. They're like, ah, this, I'm not impressed. This car's slow. I want more no. power. I'm like, 600. These people are cockpits. People, come yeah, on. Never so fast. I so had the, fast. even the, the, the last rear wheel drive one, the, the compact one. Yeah. I tabbed one of them out on that, on the big road that we like. Mm -hmm. Woo! Fucking cars fast. Oh, Real it's fast ridiculous. Cars. Real fast. It was, I will say this. I was expecting explosive power because now it's this 4.4 twin turbo V8. Power comes in at 2,000 RPM. So it's a different setup than the previous car. And so I was expecting this thing just to blow up in my face and just take off like a spaceship. It doesn't do that. No. It doesn't have that, that, there's like a pageantry to power that comes out of like a GT3 that this does not have. Well, it's fast. Of course. Don't, get me, talking, don't well, get me wrong. I'm not saying it's not fast. Are you talking about the giant 5,000 pound luxury sedan with massage seats? 4,364 like pounds. Does it feel like a GT3? Is that your concern? Yeah. I mean, the way it does. I know. Here's what you do. You be the guy. Who gets one of these fucking things, right? Yeah. And GT3s it out. You pull out the seats, <laughs> put a cage in it, yeah. no features, gut it, right? Yeah. Just put a little put a little hand crank on the yeah. window and a little leather door strap pull. Look, gut no, the you whole thing. The canvas you have like a 3,100-pound luxury sedan with like That'd 650 be, horsepower. Dude, for like a drift limo? <laughs> yeah. For like the... Uh, the Nissan guys, like yeah, Forsberg yeah. and stuff, with to the give G37. you an idea of, of perspective, it's uh, the any 911. It's a wheelbase of 96 inches. Yeah, the M5 is 117 inches. <laughs> it's big. So big difference. But in my defense, in my all, I'm saying is the way it delivers power. I'm not yeah, talking yeah. about the weight right. or the way look, it look goes at their market. Corners. You know, the market wants to have a lot of power but seamless. You know? Yes, like, and like that's Rolls exactly Royce. what it is. And that's that's what people like. Plus, it probably has. Progressive boost, progressive power delivery. Like yes. when you got, you know, the tune on the Focus, mm -hmm. it was like now it's giving you all the power all the time. Yeah, you, when you any, whack it. Yeah, yeah, any stage one, you know, ECU tune yeah. really just controls, you know, that initial yeah. flow of fuel. The Phantom is different. The Phantom, it delivers power. It's designed to deliver uh, like 90% of its torque under 2,000 RPM. Yeah. Of course, it's, it's never, designed ever not to be stressed. over 2,000 yeah. RPM. You yeah. can. It's very strange, but it was the way it delivers power is very different than the engine of the previous, the Phantom 7, where the M5, you could do it low. You could, you could get around a track and have it to 2,000 RPM and get peak torque, or you could be at 5,000 RPM. It was a great, like... Completely off the wall experience at every point of the rev band. Wait, the new Phantom has a different power band than the old Phantom. Mm -hmm. It's a it, oh, it's it's technically got, is it turbos now. Is yeah, that it's why? technically no. a new engine, yeah. but it's not new to Rolls Royce. It's mm -hmm. the engine that comes out of the Dawn and the Ghost. Oh, okay. So it's the six point six right. with the two turbos. Yeah, it's a good but motor. It, it's a great engine. Yeah, nothing wrong with it at all. Just no, it's, it, good it, motor. it's uh, it, it it, I think it does the job better in the Phantom in the way it delivers power than it does in the Dawn. Yeah. Yeah, what's wrong, you, with how, what's the, wrong with how the Dawn delivers power? It's not that it, it's just that it's a different experience. Oh. Yeah. I personally, I'm not a Rolls Royce guy, but the Dawn, I, I love that. I car. love the Dawn as well, but there's the nothing Dawn. like a Phantom. I, the I Phantom just, I'm is. Not into a Phantom. <laughs> no? No. Oh, the Phantom is what's up. I'm so. Yeah, this is your gangster Venice roots right there, Sean. No, you know why? I, you know what I love about the Phantom is like that underhand steering wheel, you know, the fact that there's like. It's just so simple. Like, it's so expensive. Yeah. And there's such there's such a minuscule amount of chotch and bullshit. I, but you can get that same kind of driving experience from a '71 Riviera. No, you can't. The underhand steering wheel, the way you drive it. No, but but you can't unfucking rattle box a '71 Riviera no. to Phantom. When levels. you pull up in a '71 Riv, what's going to happen? I'm a big <laughs> fan. Different than Look, a fan. I, I love a boat tail Riv as much as anybody. Yeah, I I'm even more. Yeah, but I'm surprised it, you still haven't gotten one yet. 
if I had anywhere to fucking keep it, yeah. you know I would. Soon you will. I know. <laughs> don't try and don't tell me. Like, well, so two weeks nervous. later, you're going to have a 71 so rib. I really want to slam one on bags really badly, but there's such piles of shit. They are. Like, Complete. Any, you have to go through That's the thing. Yeah. You're going to need a Hotchkiss suspension in or no, something. Yeah, they need their 400 grand before they're decent. Probably two hundred. <laughs> two hundred. Okay. Screwing it out for two hundred. It looks like cheesy. You know, you need to like get everything. Okay, into, now who's like, being crazy? Two hundred grand to put into a seventy-one rib. That's why you don't do it. Yeah, but like, that's that's, that's that. what you need in order to unshitbox something. Unshitboxing something is like that's what John Ward does. But you can make a you can take a seventy-one rib or frankly anything from that era and make it a nice car. No, because you can't. Because every time you hit a pothole in Los Angeles, it'll sound like you threw a bucket of nails down the stairs. You but can't the, undo that. The it goal costs so is much different. Money. Fifty grand is it brings the car back to new. Two hundred grand <laughs> makes it a resto mod. No, but new isn't good. It, those weren't <laughs> Very good, good point. when they were. <laughs> well, okay. So what for, about for, Tina? For fifty grand, you can get the <laughs> chassis, braking, turning. You can get yeah. all that sorted out. Yeah, yeah. but. Like you said, the build quality of everything else is gonna. Look Dude, yeah, I'm yeah. too old. I'm too old to deal with that. You you t- how old are you, bro? Listen, I'm 36, but you can't. Too old. You can't tell me that when you're in an old car and you hit a bump, and it and the the rattles that reverberate through. You can't tell me that if that's your personal car, that doesn't per- like offend you. That offends me so much. If my car rattles. Rattling means shitbox. Shitboxes rattle. Nice cars don't fucking you rattle. You are talking Girl. to a guy who loves British cars. We like that. We look Good for that Good British charm. cars don't rattle either. They they go over corners and they whole parts fall off. Not the good ones. <laughs> the Triumph bad ones. Stags the do. good ones. That's a bad one. Yeah, that's even bad, old Jaguars do. <laughs> Those are bad too. Actually, by the way, this morning today I did a, I do I do a run every day, a five mile run every day, and I run down to the pier at Hermosa and back up to Manhattan Beach. A guy just went for coffee in a 250 GT Cal Spider. Mm, good for just him. Just went for coffee. What color? Uh, burgundy. Lovely. Yeah. Mm, man of Jeez. taste. Yeah. How delightful. It's Manhattan Beach. <laughs> no, it's Hermosa Beach. We, oh, we can't even afford that. Th- uh, neighbors. <clears throat> yeah. There's a guy in Hermosa that has a very accurate looking uh, Datsun based 250 GTO. Oh, uh, I've seen that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. With a B- I think a BMW V12 in it. it oh, sounds really? pretty cool. Yeah. Hmm. When you put like Webers and an exhaust yeah. on a that, it sounded pretty neat. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah, it was a cool. well done kit, I guess. Speaking of kits, there's I, I, I had to park a million miles away today because our parking lot was full and people are parked like assholes parked on our street. You. About eight houses, nine houses west of the office, there's a dude in the driveway. You see him? Oh, the Firebird? With the f- Fiero? No, the oh, that's a Fiero. I yeah. saw the Firebird. Well, no, he was he was doing he was building a fake Ferrari. Really? He, <laughs> yeah, he was sanding the, the his fake Ferrari body. Oh, uh, maybe God. it was a Firebird or a Fiero. I saw the Firebird. Not a 308, I assure no. you. <laughs> There's like a, set, an 80, a 1980 yep. Firebird back there. Oh, the silver, the silver. Yeah. yeah, it's got Spaceman interior. Yeah. You it's, seen that? Yeah. The, the, what's his name? The dead actor, David Carradine. David Carradine had a Spaceman interior, one of them, and uh, yeah. his brother owned ran the dispensary on Venice Beach. He used to park it right in front of the fucking <laughs> dispensary. Um, what else is going on? Where are you? You've been all over the world. Been well, all over, man. Do you want to talk about cars? Oh, you want to talk about planes, ice? Continue? Where are where you ice driving at? I uh, went to, uh, I am a huge fan of the state of Colorado, so I went to Crested Butte, Colorado. Oh. And here's some news for you. Tommy Kendall has his own ice driving school. He does? He does. That's just, his fucking school? That's his school. He's got What's a partner, it obviously. It's, I have no idea what the name of the school is. Good plug. For us, it was, it was yeah. <laughs> Good plug. You were there all yeah. for two days. Nice. Oh, no, I do know what it is. It's um, Radius. 
Radius. Radius. I do know it. Wow, that is a lot of space. Yeah, so Radius Whoa. is, and it's not just the ice driving school. He's going to be doing a couple of other schools. So he did this program for Kia where he took the Stinger GTs, all-wheel drives, and he taught- Tim, pull those up. You could imagine he was trying to teach car control to a number of journalists. That didn't Fucking go very well in some bastard. cases. Uh, but he was very kind to take a half an hour with me, and we got the track to ourselves when everybody else was eating lunch. And you were driving all-wheel drive or rear-wheel drive We were driving all-wheel drive, just like that, that red car there. Uh, oh, snows are all seasons. What's that? First, Zach said snows are all seasons. Brought uh, snows, right? There were special Michelin snows. Like all special? Oh, they saw these snows? No, they were all seasons. No, it made just for the Stinger GT. Yes, they were. Right. Really? Oh, actually, I fucking hate that. I hate that too. Uh, get a flat tire. True. It takes you Michelin, three weeks to get a new tire. <laughs> Michelin gave away a set of tires, and guess who won them? Jew. What right. you gonna put them on, man? It'd be funny if you want snows. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. I'll give you three hundred bucks for the certificate. Three hundred <laughs> bucks, my <laughs> you ass. You got a car to put them on? What are you gonna do with them? We're gonna talk about. What are you that. gonna do with We're them? We're gonna get to it. Uh, was so, it a lake or just a giant? No, it's, a, it's an open like field. Meadow? There was elevation changes. It's like it's like somebody's front major back forty kind of thing. It's awesome. So you Sick. pull off the road and it's right in the middle of Crested Butte. So it wasn't far from the the actual, which is a great town, by the way. Yeah, I, I've skied all over. I'm a major skier. I've, I've skied all over Colorado, but I've never skied Crested Butte. And this is a nice little old town. It's not fancy like Aspen or Vail. It's kind of down to earth. Um, anyway, so they have this ice driving thing. We went there, and when everybody else was eating a shrimp, Tommy and I got in the car, and we did a whole car control thing on camera. Nice. So that's super fun with that. And I got to tell you, I was already a fan of that car to begin with. What's the uh, – Tim, can you find Radius Ice Driving School? Let's plug, let's plug them appropriately yeah. with a Well, website. Radius is the name of his, of his school, and I don't think it's just ice driving. I think oh. he's making this into a bigger thing where it's some experiential car – Business. So they get a right. track as That's well. That's Radius, Radius right driving there. events. What's the What's that website, Tim? Uh, RadiusDrive.com. RadiusDrive.com. Yeah. So is that, there a racetrack out there, or is it? So it's a. It's they've built the racetrack, and they're doing this in other places. So oh, it's, oh. A Tommy, it's a road show. It, yeah, and so what Tommy has done is he's taken a bunch of ex-Skip uh, Skip Barber's people. Good gotcha. So it's all good alum, great yeah. guys. They know how to run the event. They know how to – like nobody went off. Shocking. You'd be sh you've been to journalist events. I just saw that lit, that field. Where's what is off? It just looked like a big field. Yeah, is there right. a, there there's there's no snowbanks. No oh, there were. Oh, oh there definitely okay. snowbanks. Oh, okay. The pictures did not make it look. And like he that. was. I gotta tell you. So uh, maybe this top guy, uh, Dan, uh, Don. Don was really good about this. Don Harple. Don Harple. He Don was Harple. He, to get to discourage people from being idiots. He yeah. would say, "I don't know how long it takes to dig a car out of a snowbank, but if you put it in the snowbank, you're the one that's going to have to explain." to your colleagues why they can't go on the track. That, That's a good line. And no one went off. Yeah. yeah that could, Nobody I mean, went off. That could work. Did they Sometimes have traction off for you or was it? Good. You know what? Again, hats off to Don. They, what they do is they step you up. They start you in comfort right. mode. Then they put you in sport. Then doing. they do traction off. That's cool. And most people, I mean, there were some people that had problems, but most people <laughs> could experience 365 horsepower going to the rear wheels and try to play around with it in a safe environment. Is it a decent engine? Is it's a it, great engine. Is it like, does it sound good and that kind of thing? Is it, it does. Just it does. sort of like, is it more ATSV or No, it's more, not that stressed. It doesn't have that, doesn't have that, 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 
like caged animal feel to it. It delivers power, like I was saying with the M5, much lower in the power band. Uh-huh. The only complaint I would have about a Stinger is it's got the different modes, the comfort, sport, and like a, um, a, a smart mode where it depends on the, the road you're on. It'll change automatically. But even in the sport mode, it's still not stiff enough. I think when you drive like an E63 is a bad example. When you drive like an E43, it doesn't have quite the stiffness of the most stiff setting on an E43, and I think that should have been their target for well, setting up the Well, interesting, because I know I've most- read, like, I think Johnny said this before, uh, I'm putting words in his mouth, but some of the non-AMG cars are, tend to be too stiff, you know, or even actually the AMG cars themselves. Yeah. Even if you're in comfort mode, it's still a little too stiff for, like, street driving in a pothole yeah. area, especially. So Almost all co- all sports sedans yeah. are too stiff for me. I would argue BMW and Mercedes has switched roles. BMW used to be the stiff one, and Mercedes was more like the comfort, and now I think Mercedes said, no, we need to be these guys, and they changed. Yeah. I think it sounded Italian the more than German. <laughs> something, but, something, yeah. you know, they, they, they switched roles, and then BMW, like you drive a 530 now, in comfort mode, it drives like a Lexus. It, it feels like driving a Lexus, where you put it in the Sport Plus mode, it feels like a BMW again. Where Mercedes doesn't have, I, I don't think they've they've kind of given up on that comfort. I feel like that's ease. the smart range. And obviously, this is look. We are, we have three different opinions. Plus, Johnny, like everyone's got a different opinion. Yeah. You want the key, the Stinger to be stiffer. I do. But if the market, if people are kind of getting into it, they yeah. might go, "Wow, why is this thing so stiff?" You know, I just want to drive to work and stuff. And I think you told 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 me this a long time ago. We are broken individuals. I've stolen this line from you because it's true. No, we all we, we, we are broken because thought. like I think a Lotus Elise is a practical car to go to Costco. In. Yeah, everyone thinks I'm a moron. Yeah, and you I, compared an M5 to a GT3 earlier. <laughs> yeah. But I, I saved myself. I was only about the power delivery, for the avoidance of doubt. I stand by my the statement. lawyer is coming out. Um, but I feel like uh, I, I'm looking for me for a daily driver. I want the stiffer setup, and apparently I am wrong because most people are willing. They're they're buying these these GT these GT2 Stingers with the setup as it is. No one has said, "Hey, we don't like the suspension." But you know what they have said? They've said, "Hey, we don't like that we can't get yellow in this country." Now they're starting off for yellow. We don't like that you can't get the red seats with mm. the white card. Now they can. So they're actually being really responsive where other car companies wouldn't. That's good. Yeah. I've heard I've heard some interesting stories. About the dealers, the dealers actually. Uh, if you want to pull up um, Tommy driving a Stinger on my Instagram, there's called an Atlantica model, as a special edition, mm. and I would call it the old Aurora version of the Where Stinger. That? that video there. Here? Yep. So that what one. What is this about? It's a special edition. It so looks like nice paint. It's mm-hmm. beautiful. It's this like good dark color. blue. Good paint. It comes only in the blue. It's got this beautiful, like, brown interior, special wheels, but the big change, they take the Kia badge off the back, yeah. and they put the Stinger badge. So it's like the old Aurora. Like fucking Hyundai where did you this can't, with the Genesis, yeah, too, where you, you get can't the, tell what the it Korean is. wings, or you could get the Hyundai yeah. badge. So what's happening is the dealers are marking this car up. This is 54000 U.S. to yeah. start, and the dealers are trying to get five grand over. Fucking assholes. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, but it's a good-looking car. But they, they're gonna, the dealers are going to shoot themselves in the foot because the, Kia is going to yeah. go. Well, it's not selling well because yeah. these things are going to be sitting on dealer lots for eight months because no, it, no one's going to uh, pay these fucking five over. They're only making five hundred of these. These Atlanticas. The other ones, well, I don't know what they're doing. That video there. That's it. This you can this, see the core. You actually can see the course here. So right, we're driving the. So course. we got. T- is it, are you driving there? Or is that Tommy? That's I me driving. Here's. 
Tommy's head would be out the roof. The guy's Tommy so w- tall. isn't in yeah. the car at that point. Oh, he kind of lays down in the car the way he drives. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. So yeah. you got it's kind of like an ice autocrosser. Yeah. It's very beautiful. It's uh, makes wow. me want to go to Crested Butte. I am. When I grow up, and I, I want to have a, ho- a home on on the slopes. Oh man, I should call you Eric Clapton because yo slow ass hands. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's a beautiful. That's not, that's look beautiful, at, that's look beautiful at, work. There. Look at, oh, it's gorgeous. I like their. Uh, I like their copied of Mercedes round air vents. That looks like a. The co- interior Mercedes is copy. really nice. The interior they've done a nice job where it's it, it's not. Oh, that does look nice. It looks like the lo- the top half of a Mercedes dash, the bottom half of a Jaguar dash, and an Audi steering wheel. You feel me on that? Uh, I would argue there's a little. There's more Jaguar in it. More Jaguar, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and they take the bad parts of Jaguar out of it, like the the infotainment system where there's two, the buttons are too small, mm-hmm. the screen, the UX doesn't work. They don't have any of that. The UX works. The steering thing. wheel looks very Jaguar, actually. Yeah, the yeah. steering wheel so, does. And it actually has real real toggle switches. The heated seat and the cooled seat is a toggle switch instead of what touchscreen. Instead of touchscreen or instead of just a button. Oh, okay. And then the sport mode is a knob instead of a button. All right. Yeah, which so I, I you could tell someone from BMW who has uh, actually worked on it has done some work with mm-hmm. the with the actual user experience of it. I want to drive one. Cool. I we only get have you to one, drive one. I only have one point on my license, Kia. Please. <laughs> you should I come back? back? I should be back. That was at this years point. ago when yeah. they gave you the special the special, uh, special It was like 2011. The special chauffeur. It was yeah. 20. Yeah. Yeah. 11. Zara launch. Zara and no, that was thir- Genesis. 13. Yeah. 13. 13. Went to Vegas. Yeah. Right. Zara. Fuck. Let's talk about How about a car we went on the launch and then no one had ever spoke of it ever again. Mm-hmm. You went, on, you went on a Zara launch? We went on the Hyundai. It was Genesis Coupe Gen 2 and a Zara in Vegas. That was when we stayed at the Mandarin Oriental. Mm-hmm. And they accidentally... Oh, they love that hotel. Oh, they it was love it. baller yeah, as fuck. And the, the room next to ours yeah. was unlocked through the, through the, the little oh, door. See. So we went in the room next to ours. The room next to that one was unlocked, too. So we went through and we continued into the full-on Jay-Z suite. With full, it just was open. It was just open, yeah. How come I never get that? Like the cleaning the people. The doors always locked for me. The cleaning people or someone that forgot it to left it open. You locked out. It was awesome. <laughs> we just we didn't do it when we took a tour, but, but what a weird place. There's like a globe bar and another bar yeah. and the I giant have, hot tub I thing. I may have drank a little bit of the free liquor <laughs> was, uh, <laughs> that was in there. <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't invite everybody up for a, for a party. We well, did we it. sort of like, we sort of noticed it. Yeah. And then it was like time to go out yeah. for, and we're like alright yeah. if we come back at midnight and yeah. no one's here then it's clear yeah. <laughs> yeah we did a trip the CTS no ATS Coupe actually kind of up in your neck of the woods up in Connecticut and they put us at this place called the Windvian and it's this baller doesn't even begin to describe it they, they're each they're like Huts is the best way to describe them. Little houses, but they have their own theme. Like, for example... How do you spell Windvian for Tim? W-I-V-I-A-N. Windvian, I believe, is how you spell it. W-I... Actually, you can pull up a video. I I did a video. It was so interesting. So they have one home that you rent, that is a room, that is guitars nothing but guitars and all famous people's like guitars good guitars that good, you can play you can't play them they're kind of on the wall and then they have one that's a bank vault where you literally sleep in a oh, bank come vault on. can you find me what? a bank vault bedroom then they have one hold on a minute Wait, here's build, the co- pull this up Tim I'm, here, building, click, up click to the, I'm building up to the here's crescendo the cottages. here then you've got one that's a library but the best one the one I was in take a wild guess what was in it and you know who I am helicopter 
I had the helicopter room. There it is on the left. I slept in a helicopter. <laughs> Wait, it's not a helicopter. It's a fucking helicopter? It's helicopter? a helicopter <laughs> in the room. It's an old Sikorsky Coast Guard Ooh, helicopter. What? And you walk into a hangar, and Wait this, is, this oh. is your room. <laughs> so... It's a, it's, it's a, a helicopter. The so helicopter is already is indoors. It's indoors. So hilarious. do you have like a quote yard around the you helicopter? You have a regular room. Oh. So you 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 go inside of a oh barn. This is the barn you walk in. God. And then there's the whole bird. That is even so the blade and everything. Fuck. And, and the bed's not bed. in the helicopter. So, yeah, but did I sleep in the bed? Of course not. <laughs> I was up the entire night. I'm going to do a shameless plug here. I did a video on just, this, so you can go to my channel and I actually do a walking tour. the noises that you made while sitting in the cockpit? <laughs> How you know me so well. George took out his helicopter yeah. toys. I invited JF over. <laughs> that is you go so pew, pew, and then jerk each other off. <laughs> <laughs> this is by far That's the gangster. best hotel room Wait, I've go ever back. had. Tim, Vivian. go back. Let's find yeah. some other fucking rooms. Six what to, else? Oh, this was the best. Oh, then they had a treehouse. Then, go back. Dick, what are the other rooms? They had a treehouse where you actually had to Say, climb industry, upstairs. library. Go to the treehouse. Secrets. Is that a room called Secret Society? Treehouse. Go to the treehouse. What the fuck happens the there? The treehouse. So you are literally, none of this building is on the ground. You have to take these steep stairs up to awesome. the, cool. the treehouse. And so what everybody nice did, treehouse. everything was a unique room. So instead of having an activity after dinner... We did a tour with drinks oh, of everybody's right. room. Oh, this is great. So everybody got to Who's share press the room. launch was this? This was the Cadillac ATS Coupe. Oh, my God. That's, that room is awesome. Go back. I want to see the outside. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's like 20 feet up a tree, and it's like... Well, it's, it's and like look a, at the bottom of it. It's it a looked, pylon. Yeah, but look at the, how they finished it on the bottom. On the bottom, it looks like someone... A treehouse, exactly. No, yeah. no, but it looks like someone ripped it out of the ground and raised it up. It's mm -hmm. like it got ripped yeah. off at the foundation. Show them the, the bank vault. I think there's one called the bank this vault. Woodlands. The music one is the guitar one. Music is the guitar one. Library is awesome Log because you can cabin. walk up. There's a, this is so awesome. This, this is like probably an hour from your parents' really? house. Really? Oh, yeah. man. Me and my girl are going to go up here and fuck in every one of these rooms. <laughs> <laughs> you you got to have sex in the helicopter. Yeah, you got to go to the helicopter. Yeah. <laughs> Bring the blue light. Wait, what? Go. where was the other one? The last one you said? Uh, go and show them. The stable. There, what goes on in the stable? Oh, Secret Society, I think, is the bank vault secret society is that the bank it vault? just looks like an uncomfortable room wow that's beautiful i like yeah, the gla that glass cool? pyramid yeah. above the it's bed super cool that's pimp nice shower showing the music tub one next in, you'll, see the, uh, you'll see all well, i don't the understand what's so secret society about this shit other than the fact that this house is kind of small and looks like yeah. you could i don't know lynch somebody in there they ran out of ideas <laughs> yeah <laughs> music i don't know right all right. So once again, shameless plug, I did a video Jeez. just on my hotel room of, Look, from this launch. Fucking, this it's is a cool. helicopter. These are huge. So that whole barn thing, that was just That's you. That's just me. It was just you. That was just me in the room. <laughs> and I got there, and uh, do you, do you, know, you know Dave from Cadillac? Yeah. Dave knows I'm a huge Avgi. Oh and he God. goes, there's a room, helicopter. That's all he said. So when I go to check in, she, she gives me a room, and I forgot what she gave me. I said, I hear there's one with a helicopter. Yeah, but we got somebody else booked for that. And I cried like uh. a schoolgirl until she gave it to me, and I got the room. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's cool. What is you're that like, place called? Understand. Wind, oh, wind, she didn't understand, but Windvian. she did when I was done with her. <laughs> Tim, what's that called? I can't read it. Windvian Farm. Windvian Farm. Yes. Windvian.com. Beautiful place. Shit, can we get married You know where there? it is? You know where it is? It's close to uh, Lime Rock. I figured it was yeah. somewhere by Lime Rock when Lime you said Connecticut. Yeah. Wow. I have a free plug for that place. Yeah, these guys. That was awesome. Yeah, and their social media people are very good about promoting you. So. <laughs> Great. Yeah. Quid pro quo, Clarice. Yeah, Quid pro yeah. quo. Um... What else is happening so in should I, your well, world? How about this be a nice segue into, I have an aviation announcement for you. Well, your Instagram has been Nothing. chock full of flight. Yes, lots of flight, yeah. and not commercial, I'd like to point no, out. you flying yourself? You buy so a plane? So I have an announcement to make, and this is the first place I'm officially making the announcement. Oh, we got the exclusive. You got the exclusive, actually. Well, if you haven't been seeing my Instagram. Um, I am now back to taking flying lessons. Are you a licensed pilot I will yet? be a licensed pilot in June. Yeah! I will be a licensed pilot in June. So I hear, I hear the applause from the audience. What um, <laughs> so what school are you going through? I am going to the Sling Flying Club at Torrance Airport, which I now call the Torrance Country Club. And uh, so, little backstory: you knew this about me already. I started flying many years ago when I was living in New York City, and I was flying out of White Plains because I always wanted to get a pilot's license. But then I moved overseas. It's ridiculously expensive to to fly. The most people who are European that want to get a pilot's license, they move to Florida for a month. It's and cheaper than that. Wow. And terrorists. And terrorists. Apparently, most terrorists yes. who want to do it's it. It's much they cheaper do that to do well. it here. Yeah. Uh, so I stopped, and then I never got back to it, because as you do, I switched careers, I got into entertainment, I'm growing a business, and then one day we run into our Good for your good friend and mine, Aaron Robinson. Oh yeah, who I now well, call he's not, yeah the enabler. He's the enabler. <laughs> he is the enabler. So we're talking the Espada enabler. We're talking at the uh, at the New York Auto Show. He goes, hey man, I got my pilot's license. I'm like, what? He goes, yeah, come by anytime you want to fly. And I came down and I flew with him a couple of times. And I'm like, I got to get back. To Did this. you like go anywhere? Or just do some loops. We do what's called the hundred dollar hamburger. And what uh -huh. that is, is you get in the plane at Torrance, you fly over to Catalina, you have a hamburger, and you fly back. Yeah, cool. hundred dollars. About it. Yeah. No, I'm about it. It's a great way to spend a hundred bucks. It's a great way. No, yeah. no better way. hundred bucks per person or total? Uh, no. Could get, well, it's actually not that expensive because his plane burns about five gallons an hour, so at five bucks a gallon. So oh. it's really, you're, so you're talking about- It's nothing. It's nothing. You're talking about uh, a $25 burger. In Bro, his the plane. ferry That's would cost cool. more. Yeah, and we get to do whale watching like nobody else can because you're what? flying over PV there. You what? see the boats that are doing whale watching, so they so spot the whales <laughs> and you dive bomb the boats. And the, no the boats are like this, and you're like, screw you, buddy. I got a better view no than you. No way. Hannah would love oh, that. Cool. I gotta come, do down that the, come down to Torrance Country Club. We'll take you up. <gasps> That's fantastic. So, I've, so he, I saw this amazing thing that he's done and I'm like you know what I want to do this so he has been my consigliere he's kind of helped me advise me through it back into the world of aviation so I picked up about two months ago three months ago at Sling I'm flying in it you can pull up a picture do you pick of it. up where you left off or you have to start over too long technically you never start over because the hours never expire I already uh -huh. had 14 hours and so those hours never go, and I actually do have an hour. I'm proud to say I've got an hour in, in lighter. These are military yeah, aircraft. That, I'm, so I have I'm a guessing you're not training in that P-51 Mustang. Really? Those are not P-51s. What was that? So, um, Looked P-51. I went, I went to... Uh, so what those are, they're called a Nanchang. A Nanchang is a military war trainer. They were, they were built starting in 1960, and what they are is a copy oh. of a Yak from back in the day during the war. Oh. And so instead of having a $2 million aircraft to train Chinese pilots, they built this knockoff for a couple hundred grand. Huh. Now you can buy one of these things if you want to pull up. You can so see there's the, the hangar I saw. There was one in, That right? is now my new studio. 
Fuck. So my Whose studio. Whose place is that? What? Robinson's? This not Rob. I actually the GT3 was shot in Robinson's Look at hair. The, pull up that picture, Tim. Is that Nan Kang? Nan Chang. Nan Chang. These are called a Nan Chang CJ6. So it's about 380 horsepower rotary engine. The thing will cruise at 180 knots. It's about 200 miles an hour all day long. It burns about 15 gallon, like anywhere between 13 and 18 gallons an hour. So is there's that no safe. MP- that is incredibly safe. M- more safe really? than an original warplane. Oh, because this was built to a newer standard. Yeah, it's got. When were these t- built? These are all anywhere between the '60s and the '70s. Okay, so so like these guys that own these planes, like the guy in the the let me like this guy here, he used to be he just retired from FedEx. He was a triple seven left seat captain. And then there's another guy who's been flying these things for 15 years, and they've created this squadron of these Nanchangs. I've definitely seen these guys. I've seen them fly on holidays. They go out and do passes and shit. When you go to the Rose Bowl, these are the guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I I see them from my house. So this is so this guy. His name is Guido. Guido is from uh, the Netherlands. He is a uh, an entrepreneur that has been successful in the world of sporting goods. So he lives down here in California. He bought this, and all these guys have come together and they do this formation. Flying. This is like a go fuck wow. yourself. Cars these, and coffee. These guys are very close to each other. It's oh, really yeah. cool. They, they get they it get looks a like, couple of feet yeah. off each other wing, and so it looks like you're about to hit Normandy, bro. <laughs> if you want to go up in the back seat, come down. I'll take you up. You know, I don't know, man. This Fucking is old, how can you beat that? Old planes scare the shit out of me. These are not old. These you have to remember something. Old. They're not old. They're but only the 60. engine. The engine is only a year old. <laughs> oh really? Now, see, people think buying. You said a, rotary. Is it a rotary or a radial? It's a well, radial. Radial. Actually, actually, okay. I'm thinking Mazdas. So what these planes are is everybody thinks planes are expensive, and actually they're not. The first plane that Aaron bought was fifteen thousand dollars. So uh, think about a car, fifteen thousand. Yeah, let's talk about things I'm not flying in. The problem, <laughs> agree. The problem people don't know is you got to change the engine out every two thousand hours. Yeah, that's where it gets to be expensive. So it depends on the plane. In a Cessna, it's ten grand. In something like this, it's fifty thousand yeah. dollars. Yeah, making okay. a boat float wow. isn't expensive, but making a boat fucking exactly. work, work properly it's the is the same exact yeah. thing. So it's kind of like owning a classic car, one of these things. So mm-hmm. this is so I I am piloting. I'm training in the sling, which is a low wing. It's a rotate. Of a Bombardier Rotax, hundred yeah. horsepower, horizontal. It's uh, no, it's a horizontally opposed engine. It, it's it is very low torque. It can cruise about one hundred and ten knots, so it's about one hundred twenty-five miles an hour. Um, and I'll probably buy something like what Aaron has. He's got what's called a Cardinal now, which is a modern version of a one seventy-two. Can you I, I, can you pull up what that is? Was there a model number, Cardinal? Cardinal, just pull up one seventy-seven, either Cessna one seventy-seven or see. Cessna Cardinal. See what you're going to ride into Catalina? Yeah, yeah. I, I want to see what I can, yeah. what I can offer to take Hannah Will watching in. Um, oh, yeah. it's, it's, with, it's is a that highway with landing gear? Now, there's two versions. There's one that has retractable gear and one that doesn't. So the way it works in the aviation world, you first get your PPL. That's what I'm working towards. Mm-hmm. And then after private that- Private pilot's license? Private pilot's license. You yeah. can also get a light sport, which technically the sling is. You can get a light sport, but that only limits you to fly during the day, and I don't uh-huh. want to do that. Uh, so then you get a rating on top of that. So you can get an instrument flight rating, which yeah. is what I'll get after that, yeah. which means you can fly in weather. And then you could get uh, retractable gear, which uh-huh. is what you want for a plane like that. Mm-hmm. And then you get what's called a high-performance rating. So if you go back to my Instagram, uh, if you show the, see the pictures with a GT3 and another plane, yeah, that's there. called a Cirrus. Uh, that's, that's Aaron's hangar right there. So I did the GT3 episode in Aaron's hangar. So Aaron's got a hell of a deal. What's the other car back that's there? That's a 95 a Spree. A spree. Oh, it's yeah. a Spree. He shares the hangar with a guy that oh. stores these cars. So go back to where the GT3 with a white plane. There's another plane I've been flying, a very like on the this left one there? here. Yeah, it's called a Cirrus SR22. So, you know, 
I call this. I, if you I look took at, a flight lesson, I think in that. Definitely not in that. Not in that. Not in that. Is there a shittier I version? I saw of that? your. I, you took a flight lesson in a in a Cardinal one seventy two. Really? Which is yep. what Aaron has. Mm, which is what Aaron has. I saw your Instagram post. No, it was low wing. You have a great. It was girl, not by a high wing. Oh, it was a, a low piper. wing. It was a piper. It was a piper. piper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. in a, this, it looks kind of like that. Kind of. It kind of does, but the way the difference, the reason why you didn't take it in this one is because this you need a high performance rating. Oh, because it's fast. Because you can get these up to five hundred horsepower. Oh. So that wasn't that. The for one those, I was in was slow as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> a, no, it's definitely slow. Actually, not that a piper is not that slow. We did hundred and thirty. Yeah, that's 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 what a Cessna will do. This thing will cruise somewhere between one fifty and one hundred eighty knots. Oh, so it's a, a fast. Big, that's a big plane. difference. Yeah, yeah, like we flew to we did the hundred dollar hamburger to French Valley. They, by the way, they have a great chicken Where's sandwich. The French Valley. French Valley is Temecula. Oh. They call it French Valley because of the uh, the wineries down there. I've never heard the term yeah. French Valley, but okay. So for those of you that go on my Instagram, shameless plug, Moto Man TV, all in word, I actually tag all these aviation things, Torrance Country Club, because that's what it is. I, I've gotten, it's become the center of my social circle. Now I go there and I show up with the car, so they, they of course, like yeah. me, they have these cool planes, so I go up in their planes. Can so, you do hours on their planes, like by the hour? Does I, someone have a, is there You a, can't rent their planes, but what's like, I've got a friend of mine now, he's, he owns the Cirrus and he also owns a Cessna 340, which is a two-engine aircraft, six people and we'll go up and he'll let me fly for an hour and does that count it doesn't count my logbook but it counts for my confidence in the yeah. plane wow. so technically now i've got 33 hours you need 40 to sit but most people don't sit for their license until 60 so i'll have the 60 but in my book i'll probably have like 45 oh, gotcha okay so, so i'm flying all these different airplanes. practice though that's great. absolutely i yeah the one flight lesson i really enjoyed actually but i didn't you do the one, yeah. and then it's either, there's no such thing as in between, oh, no. you know, you, it's going constant. for the whole thing or... So are you going to do it? No. You're a boat guy. I'm a boat guy. stick with the boat. Yeah, I'm <laughs> no, I just... I, yeah, because once I have yeah. the plan, like, then I don't have necessarily a thing to yeah. do with it and, you know, whatever. So I, I decided to so focus on the boats. Let's, let's make a deal. You want to come sailing? I, I go take sailing with you, and I'll, I'll take you with the planes. Yeah, yeah. That's a I'll deal. Take you sailing, no problem. I like it. I have to go sail out of the Channel Islands soon because the Marina Sailing, you can do the different things. Do you have a boat? Do you actually own a boat? No, but I joined Marina Sailing, so I pay a quarterly fee, and they have a fleet of boats oh, that I awesome. can use. It's fucking it's real great, fun. dude. Yeah. Marinasailing.com, if you're in California. Yeah. They have six different harbors on the whole Southern California coast, and they have like between... 10 to 20 boats in each harbor mm -hmm. and you just book them on their website and you show up and that's it you're golden. It's kind of like the sling flying it's the club. best yeah. oh it's the best and then that's when awesome. you're done hey i'll be back in 20 minutes meet me on the dock Pfft, here's the keys see you later oh the best it's awesome isn't it yeah okay, and you I'm can going take with the you. boats like we can take the boat for a week if we want if and we do you only do pay for the time it's actually on the water or for like a whole day by the day uh i can do it a half day, whole day, okay, or so week by the day, yeah. rate. Yeah, ha yeah. afternoon rate, whole yeah. day rate, week rate. The yeah. plane world's a bit different. Now, you only pay the what's called the Hobbs time, which is the time the plane's in the air. Oh, yeah, yeah. So technically, you could take it for a weekend, but if, you, if you've flown for only three hours, you pay three hours. Not, mm -hmm. not everybody will let you do that, but that's how the plane world mm -hmm. works. That's now, cool. ideally, for someone like me and Aaron, you want to own your own plane because it's a different experience. Like these guys with the Nanchangs, yeah. they, 
when I grow up, I want to be these guys. Yeah. They take their they take their wives, they get in the plane, and they hop from here all the way to the Bahamas and back. So they'll stop in Scottsdale, they'll stop Whoa. in New is Mexico. That a, is that a one day trip for them? Oh, How no. many days each, trip is that? Each stop is a day because what okay. they do is they hang out at a nice hotel, they go out for drinks, and then they continue on to the next stop, and it takes them two weeks. So you could go That'd and be cool though. That's it's an amazing cool. trip. It's pretty cool. Yeah. I've I been guess, exposed to in, life that I cannot believe with these guys. Just out of curiosity, if you're in, you got one of those planes, you're going yeah. across country with your wife, you're four hours a day in the air, whatever. Yeah. What does the passenger do? Well, the, all of them are outfitted <laughs> with Cirrus, uh, or excuse me, uh, XM they satellite radio. They listen to satellite radio. To they hang out, read a book, and there's great views. So you could do formation Obviously. flying. It's it's a different world when you're up there. I like guess. The, I guess it's the same thing. What do you, I guess it's like what do you do on Hot Rod Power Tour? Yeah, same fucking thing. You know, you're going from drag strip to drag strip. Yeah. And you're, you're in some six second Nova. That's you true. know, for ten. But hours here you can you communicate do? with your crew. You're flying yeah, six yeah. planes. You can talk to everybody over the. Oh, like, they you, formation you talk, fly across they, country. They don't do formation flying across country, but they do formation flying. Mm. Like these guys have turned it into a bit of a business. It's called the Tiger Squadron. And as I said, you saw them at the at the Rose Bowl. Yeah, we, yeah, yeah. we did one over a, a military funeral. We called it's called uh, Missing Man, where they have yeah one guy six planes and one guy just goes up to yeah. commemorate the missing man. Hmm. And it's yeah. really a moving experience. It's uh, I am I've wanted to get into back into aviation for years. You've heard me geek out about this. You've seen Repeatedly. me and JF geek out well, about you it. Yeah. Some poor lady until she gave you the helicopter room. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she still talks about it to this day. She's like that idiot from Cadillac, man. This guy just kept crying and showing me his his helicopter toys. <laughs> He was he was so he was old enough to be my dad, but yet he was oh acting like a six year old. Not that old. Well, <laughs> That's very old funny. Um, but really, it's it's Aaron's fault. He is he is the dealer. He is the pusher man that that got me back into this. We all have our enablers. Yes, we do. I can't I can't blame the man. Yes, he's a good man. Well, he's saving money now because the Espada is probably far more expensive to operate than a plane. But now what he does is he works on those cars that are in the garage with him. So like one afternoon we all well, rebuilt the uh, air intake system of a '67 Elan. These are the things we do at the Torrance Country Club. I'm, it mm-hmm. sounds like it's, it's awesome. It's, it's heaven. Sounds it's heaven great. on earth. It's the most amazing. And then we have happy hour at night. Of course. Everyone is has there, happy is hour. there a booze there? There should be. That you literally go from one hangar to the next to the next, and everybody's got the couches, yeah. and you hang Nobody out. Nobody ever grows serve. up. They just get richer. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> why, why, would, why would you grow up? It sounds great. It's, this is the only way to leave. You just it's have one. different toys. Uh, what the hell else is going on in the world? I got, we got Phantoms, GT3s, M5s, Ice. How's the new GT3? It is the best? magnificent. Is it the best? It uh, in the episode, I call it. I have seen religion, hmm. and coming from a Lotus guy, that is saying a lot. Is the one to get the touring with the stick? Is that just pretty much the? Uh, uh, I have the to put thing? a pin in that discussion because I get that over the summer. Okay, that car is not. Oh, in the so you fleet did not yet. drive stick. I drove. Uh, a funny story about this. It was supposed to be a stick. Mm-hmm. I yelled at Frank until he finally said, "I'm going to give you the one with the stick." And then the Friday before I was supposed to get the car, I get an email. It started with, "I hate to be the bearer of bad news," mm-hmm. but he gave me two choices. He said, "I can uh, get the car fixed because it was damaged." <laughs> Person nameless who damaged it. Mm-hmm. Someone damaged it. Uh, and then I can send you that car once it's fixed. Did or- you get? Was this? Did you get motor trended? <laughs> I plead the fifth. <laughs> and then he says, I got another option. I can send you the car with the PDK, and then when my touring with a stick uh, hits the fleet, uh, I'll give you that too. And I said, thank there you, you go. God. There it is. And even with the PDK, man, it is of course, very nice. magnificent. And you know me. I am a Lotus guy. I'm a Lotus freak. It is a religion I've lived for 20 plus years, really more all my life. This is making me want to change religions. 
It's that uh, good. Yeah, I had just had the Vora 410 Sport, which is I very, heard you talk. I heard you very, talk about it on your very podcast. Very delightful. Yes. Really nice car. Real Would fast. You buy it over a 911. A brand new GT3? Well, different price. GT3, yeah. that's 160 grand. Yeah, this was 115. I'd probably buy it over a base Carrera. Really? I think that's so. saying a lot. I think so. I'd buy, I'll tell you what, I'd buy it over a GT4 Cayman. I drove, That's really I drove my friend's GT4 mm. back to back with it. Yeah. Um, and I actually preferred the Lotus. It was a little more composed. And it How was a so? Little, it was a little, it took bumps well. Mm-hmm. Like when the road was bumpy, mm-hmm. it just was more stable and darted around a bit less. Yeah. And uh, isn't his car though like aggressively aligned with springs? Yeah, and stuff? That, that was the, it's hard. It, his his car was had a pretty aggressive alignment on it. Mm-hmm. Um, it didn't have lowering springs, but it did have the DSC controller with an alignment, so it's not exactly representative. But the main thing actually was was getting getting in and out of it. It was way easier to, in the Lotus. The yeah, Avora is good like that. Yeah, the Avora was really yeah. was comfy. That was the last car developed by Roger Becker, Matt Becker's dad. So he he was so the the crown jewels of Lotus was passed from obviously Colin yeah then to Roger uh-huh. then to Matt but then Matt has jumped ship and he now is dual running driving dynamics or vehicle attributes they call it for Aston Martin oh I didn't that's know that's why Aston Martins drive the way they do now how long has when, it been there when is now yeah when did now start I'm well curious. it started yeah, how, I will say this did it, he work on the DB11 let's he, hope not his his work mainly started on the V8 DB11. So okay. there, there is a I, noticeable okay. difference. Well, I haven't driven that one okay. yet. And then that is a good car. Is I wish it? it. Of course, I'm going to give you the party line. It, it is a better car to drive than the V12. But well, the Bentley is too. The V8 Bentley is, is better than the V12. Better Bentley. car to drive than the V12. Yeah. But if it were my money in this in this world in today's day and age, I want to be able to give the finger to Washington and Brussels and say, "Damn it, I'm going to own a car with a V12, even though you don't want me to." And that's why I'd have to get the V12. I would so just choose the, the one that drives better. I would choose the one that drives better. And I, I think the, the, the Bentley, the, v, the, the, the W, or yeah, the W12 sounded like nothing. Yeah, which I didn't like. I was like, oh, this is quieter than a Camry. Yeah, so I wasn't a fan of that. The, the G, I drove also drove the GT3R uh, Continental, which I got to tell you sounded amazing. With the, with the one with the huge wing. Yeah, the ridiculous yeah. wing and the green stripes and yeah. the funny interior. That like if I'm gonna buy a Bentley, car. I want the wood. I don't. I don't need carbon fiber in a Bentley. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Give no, me for, me the, the, for me, the Mulsanne, that was the I, one. I, exactly. yeah. If you're going to go Mulsanne. with a Bentley, the Mulsanne is the one. Which we but I, we just had we had two different DB11s. Yeah. And honestly, neither of them was great. You didn't like it? Nah. No. Yeah. No. Wandering was, front end on yeah. high-speed corners, yeah. really unsettling. Body body felt kind of above the chassis and not really kind of on it mm-hmm. and sort of... Sort of vague gearbox. So and a, a, the and LC, LC 500 cylinders that you They drove. were. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. They were. A lot of the that, that wandering front end, I definitely felt that in the 12 cylinder, but you don't have that in the um, in the 8. And that's mainly because of Matt's changes. It wasn't just that there's it's less weight over the nose. He drastically changed the setup of the suspension, also went through and changed all the things that can be changed without a huge program. Like, or right. Huge money manufacturing change. Like yeah. bushings, that kind of stuff are all different in all the right. v- Okay. In the V8, okay. I, I think I'm excited to drive the Vantage because that I know is 100 percent his car. Well, the Vantage looks pretty cool. I'm excited. It does look pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, it's a little, the styling mm, little Miata on the front. I'll revisit it. Yeah. it's a little Miata. Yeah. A little front. Miata on the front. A little catfish. I, yeah, little catfish. And I, I do like the interior of the Vantage better than the than the the DB11 because it's more. It's got its own personality. Are they still making Vanquishes. Any of those uh, left? They, they kill, do. do. They kill that. They Not still yet. Have vanquishes they going? still have Vanquishes going. That For, might be the one. You think so? That's fucking hot. 
It's a good-looking car, but I like I like your Vanquish. I like my Vanquish, too. That Mine doesn't go. That is arguably one stays. of the prettiest yeah. cars. Mine stays. You ever going to bring that out here? Maybe. Maybe. But it's you know what? It is it is perfectly matched to Southern Connecticut. It really, really is lovely in Southern Connecticut. Well, I ask selfishly because I want to drive it. I know. Yeah, we can, go to, we can go stay in the helicopter room. I'll bring it up. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, I'll, I'll bring it up. My uh, my boy, uh, Matt Ivanhoe, the, the cultivated collector on Instagram, yeah. has a uh, has a, class, a classic. He's, not, he's a dealer, flipper, collector, whatever, and uh, he always gets the unique Aston Martins. He's got an old, like, 80s Zagato Aston Martin right now. Can you... Oh. Uh, can you like, pull wait. up? He just got to wait. Go down. He's I know got, what you're where's his about, 80s? Yeah. There on the there left. There you go. Yeah. That, he just pulled this up, which Love is a, an 80s uh, vantage Zagato. Yeah, that was I think. 86 or 87. Yeah. Fucking weird looking. And that's a good man, looking car. Back in the day, people didn't love it, but I think that's aged nicely. Something's going on with those headlights. Yeah. Because <laughs> they're quads. The headlights are a little Wagon Queen family truckster, maybe. For and, me. Yeah. They made a convertible of this, too. Yeah. So this guy flips these cars? Yeah. Yeah. He's my. He's. This is who I. Uh, I hung hung out with him at uh, at Barrett Jackson. It was fun. See now this now the DB. What is that? A DB five. That's a DB five. Yeah. I drove his. Scroll down. I, I did a review of his other DB five. He just got that one in. I think that's a beauty. But he did his gray one has uh, over a hundred thousand miles on it. That one on the left there, um, and I did a video of that one. That's a DB four. I'm sorry. That's a no, GT. D- that one's a GT. No, DB four. Sorry, man. I drove his DB five. Yeah. Five. Five. I think it was a fucking five. I think it was a five. Keep going down, Tim. He's got some good stuff there. Yeah, no, he's got he's a winner. Keep going. Jeez, two Keep seven going. five long Keep nose. Going. That's nice. Keep going. Keep oh, going. Oh, and of course that. Yeah, the launch. Yeah, I know. This, this, Can't this go wrong good with Instagram. that. The cultivated collector. If you Ralph just got a nice alpha like that. He's he's is doing that, himself. That's it on the left. It's that one. That's a DB4 GT. Okay, then it's that, that is a more special car. Yeah. That is so the DB5. I want to say it's a DB5. I don't know. I don't know. I'm sorry. It's entirely possible he's made it look like a DB4 GT because nah. DB4 GTs are far no. more valuable. No, but he does. It's not a. It's not a make it look like situation. I don't know. I. I yeah. I'm. I see. This is why I had to retire from this shit. I just drove too many fucking cars and I can't even keep them straight. And you know whatever. I, I'm trying, but I'm I failing. I feel so. for you. Your terrible we, life that you have. I didn't say terrible yeah. life. I want to deliver a good product, and if my brain is full and I can't deliver that good product, I have to be the one that says, "Hang you, on a minute." You and I have that same problem. Yeah, we are in a, we are in this environment where quality is not valued on these platforms. Yeah, and I've I've like I personally have gone through this, like. I want to say uh, uh, a review of sorts, a review of you know what do you want to do, you know, where yeah. Do you, where do you want to go with it? Because I got into this to be to be a storyteller, and what what sells or really what what gets viewed yeah. on our on these platforms is crap. Yeah, and people don't value quality. Yeah, and and I think that to clarify that statement, it's not that people don't appreciate quality when yeah. you do it; it's that. The 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 ad the the revenue doesn't match it. You're right. You know that's that's it does a, not the business case the business, does not the support business case the does not support it. And every all those ad dollars from magazines that used to make the magazines real thick and now the magazines yeah. are real thin are not going necessarily to people like you and I. They're going no. to Facebook and Google. 
That's yes. where all of that money goes yeah. now. You go, wow, the fucking print magazine and advertising industry just completely disappeared. Like, where did that go? But even Facebook and Google. But That's even on went, even so. on the YouTube platform, what's happening? You in in any kind of business, things are always going to evolve. Things mm -hmm. are always going to innovate. It's going to it's always going to be harder to do what you and I do today as opposed to what it was yesterday, uh -huh. and harder than like. Mm -hmm. 10 years ago when mm -hmm. we started. Mm -hmm. But what's happened now is I feel like even on the YouTube platform, a lot of these ad dollars are going to subpar products. And I don't know if well, that's yeah. the change in the algorithm. I don't it know is. if that's it is. the ad people. I don't it's, know who that is. Well, it, it works on, you know, tr the same way trending hashtags work, right? You mm -hmm. know, if... Um, if all of a sudden there's a wave like with Freddie and his fucking shitbox broken Lamborghini, yeah. you know, if he does a couple videos and all of a sudden gets a big, uh, yeah. YouTube will then go up, 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 double down there, double yeah. down there, and then adjust that algorithm yeah. accordingly. So, yeah. I mean, that's just sort of how it works. I, I, I think I'm accustomed shitty. to it. It is shitty. It's it shitty, sucks. But like, yeah. At the end of the day, I, st I still go back to the same, no matter how much of a, of a crisis of conscience or you know, thought process in this, I kind of look back, I, I still say, I got into this to be a storyteller, yeah. I'm going to continue to be a storyteller, yeah. I'm not going to change because the platform has changed. Well, yeah, well, and that's what I'm trying to do with Alex in this Human Driving Association thing, yeah. is find something new to talk about, yeah. really. And that's why I'm letting, I'm letting, that's why we've invited Zach to continue the one takes. Oh, is that so what's happening? The smoking. If you want Zach to you, drive your car, George, the smoking if you tire. If you subscribe to our channel, you'd have seen the announcement. The smoking <laughs> so. tire at gmail.com. Email Zach. Uh, put his name in the description along with your car. And Zach, what kind of submissions have you gotten so far to um, drive people's cars? Because you got a bunch, right? I got a bunch. And like I, that's great. I'm, one video and you got a bunch. One one video got a bunch, and I got a VR6 Swap 91 Jetta Coupe with mm -hmm. tires that with that the sidewall that's awesome. like rubber bands. I mm -hmm. think it's gonna be very interesting. That sounds yeah, kind of fun. Yeah. Oh, I'm totally into it. Yeah, yeah, I was into the Volkswagen things before. Absolutely. Um, someone's got a modified Terminator, which has been a bucket list item. I've never driven yeah. a Terminator, and I'm mm -hmm. real excited about that. This is all in Southern California. Yeah, local Southern yeah. California. Um, Bill with the over, building that Overland truck. I think he tweeted both of us. Bill um, building the Overland he, truck. He built the E46 spec. Oh, we Bill. Drove. Oh, yeah, yeah, Bill. He's building Bill an F250 Overland vehicle. Oh, cool. And uh, Bill and who had the Turner, the Turner yeah, modified the taco. Uh, spec E46. Right, right, right. With the right, taco right, on yeah. the front. Really fun little race car. If you mm -hmm. ever get a chance to drive a spec E46, really, really fun race car. Absolutely. And if someone out there it. wants to get into racing, but it doesn't necessarily like what they're seeing, spec E46 is an affordable way to get into racing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, continue. Definitely. Sorry. Um, that's as far as I've read, because oh. I'm working on scheduling wow. my day job. Oh, right. But uh, there's about 20 submissions on the first day, and wow. I'm stoked, because the variety you have driven is crazy and yeah. weird and awesome, and I think that's a great a great life. Yeah, experience. if you take that level of variety and uh, r remove my jadedness from it and transfer it to you, it'll be fucking really good. It's fair because you've driven you know everything that exists. That's you know? a, yeah. The biggest problem is that I I I notice myself re uh, repeating. Like I'm like I and but that happens in the new cars as well. You know, it happens less I, if when I go drive a new car. Yeah, honestly, and I have quality time with it. Mm. It's like it ha here's where it happens. It happens if I drive a car for 15 minutes. If it's only a quick thing, uh, here's the steering, here's the brakes, here's the suspension, here's the power, here's the comfort, right? Mm. That but you just there's only so many fucking words. And so mm. but when I find I find that if I keep a car for 5 or 5 days or a week or something and I have some real quality time with it and mm. I use it in my life and I do these things, I have a lot more to say. 
I will say that I, I so, feel, feel like I do over the past uh, season nine. So we we switched seasons. We basically stopped at the end of 2017, stopped season eight, and I took almost a two month hiatus. And it wasn't that we weren't working; we were doing some behind the scenes, changed some of the the production which you saw you now lazy with, fuck you yeah. weren't working wasn't doing I, know you damn were, thing. I know you were I was working. flying airplanes I know you were working that's not gonna help the people that's all people who are flying airplanes well soon you'll Patreon. have videos uh, I need to raise money on my Patreon for my airplane budget <laughs> yeah. be like that guy that wanted to raise money online because he wanted to continue to go partying yeah yeah, yeah. Um, Bill so, Caswell what <laughs> <laughs> So we changed the back end, like how we actually produce the videos, changed, as you can see, there's a new studio, uh, changed the post-production so it's a little bit more streamlined. But one of the things we also changed was it got to the point where it's like, hey, if I drive the new Buick and then the new Ford, is it as exciting? I feel like I've been doing that a little too long mm -hmm. and I'm not as excited to tell a story about that. So you'll see in season nine that I am telling stories on more exciting cars ah. more consistently. Yeah. yeah, onward and upward. Onward and upward. Exactly. There's only so much you can do with mid-sized sedans. Yeah, and and there's this. There was also this thing like a, this is kind of a inside baseball, but you'll appreciate this. You go on those launches, mm -hmm. and the launches they work very well because you get early access to the car. So that means the SEL is going to work well for you. Oh yeah. That means you're going to get better views, unless yeah. a lot of people don't understand that if you get a car too late. Doesn't work. It's mm -hmm. correct. So uh, I'm always the guy that's the pain in the ass on those trips because it takes me a long time to shoot. Anytime mm -hmm. you involve a camera, you guys know all. Too You're well. good at that. You have. You are so. You know what? I, I remember we were in Canada for the Panamera, Porsche, yeah, for yeah. Panamera, and you were fucking screaming at some random guy to get out of your shot, <laughs> and I was, I was dying because I'm always so. I'm really self conscious. Like I'm yeah. one of the people. Like I don't like inconveniencing. Yeah. Like randoms. You know, yeah. like ran people not involved with what I'm doing. Yeah. yeah. Like I will inconvenience like my own fiance before yeah. I inconvenience like the stranger on the street, which yeah, is yeah. probably not a good thing. Which is what I do. And you were like. Clear out! I'm well, shooting, and the, guys, the guy was so far away. He was yeah. like, <laughs> it was like you, car, three hundred <laughs> yards, and a guy. <laughs> and you're like, hey, hey, clear out! <laughs> we got a wide lens. We need to go half a yeah. mile to the left. <laughs> <laughs> got to get the right shot. It's all about the framing. Oh my god! Speaking of that, you know that Panamera launch. So we're in we're in Vancouver Island, BC. Yeah. Ooh. And beautiful place. Beautiful place. Nice track. Technical elevation changes. Loved it. That track was fun. Vancouver Island Motorsports Circuit. Wonderful is, place. Panamera Turbo is a lot of car for that track. <laughs> That's a really, it's really ballsy, a boxer. But ballsy for them to do that. I agree. And I, agree. I think the reason why they did it is because they made a significant amount of changes. We're like, you know what? Let's take it here. That car was show. pretty excellent. It didn't embarrass it. itself. No, it was, was kind of like the the what is this? The, it's the G. Uh, what was it? We had the G twelve seven series. Is that where we're at now? The code. Uh, yeah, I guess. Whatever the current seven series. Yeah, sure. They did it at Monticello, and I was like, on a Monticello, yeah. that's nuts. Uh, and it didn't embarrass the itself. The Panamera was was very 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 good, and I ended up charge positive after the laps. Yeah, like I started the lap with like eleven miles <laughs> yeah, to yeah. empty, and, but I had to catch a flight. I didn't stay I over remember. the second night, right? So yeah. they let me like book it out. Yeah, and I thought I was like kind of late for my flight and I need to apologize to the people of Vancouver Island for how I drove that day because I, I did not I drove like I was leaving and never coming back but wasn't that logging road amazing yeah it was and it was <laughs> epic. it was amazing road and finally I got to the airport and realized that I was an hour early panic it I really enjoyed that launch because yeah, I, I didn't know that track existed and I've been up in that part of the world a there lot there is uh, another track on that island 
really? they said was even better, and I believe oh. it is called Area Twenty Seven. Yeah, area. Can you pull out, out Tim? Out area really nice Twenty Seven aerial photograph uh, because. Um, this this place looked like really something something else. Oh, uh, maybe Ariel Twenty Seven Racetrack. Because uh, I, I guess we got some like well, that's, <laughs> random. That's it, the development of it. There, there we go. Uh, looks Jesus, like a, that's on the same island. Yes, yeah, on the same island. Looks like a, this looks like a biggie track. That's huge. Yeah, I will say it was a very short. What was it like? One, one point, point something. 1. Yeah, one point two. Short. Yeah, it's really it was short. A track. Great spec Miata or Boxster. Exactly. Course. This seems like a big boy course. This rem- this looks a that's little a more nice, like Monticello. That's a nice track. Big boy course. Or kind of like yeah. Yeah, it looks a little like um, not NJMP. Uh, maybe like Chuck Walla. It's got, I see some. Oh, I see some yeah. elements of yeah, Chuck Walla. Yeah, there. I agree with you on that one. Yeah. Wow, looks, that like, looks, awesome. looks like a fun track. We'll have to check that out. Fun. So back to uh, Canada. Uh, uh, so what I've been doing now is in, in, instead of trying to rush like and have that situation like yeah. a guy over here and all this racing people, people to the and, internet and a lot of times it impacts really how you like I look at some of your one takes. And I can tell when you like the car and you're in the zone. Yeah. And I can tell when you do not like yeah. the car or have a problem, something happened. I can totally tell. I know. The, my, my friends can usually, yeah. And we can all see it. And I'm the same way. Um, maybe people who don't know me that well, they could see, like, maybe I'm that day. And it was, oh, it was either too much logistically going on or we're just too much well, you, time. I, and I mean this as respectfully as possible because I was at a poor, I was working on the yeah. production side of a of a launch when you came and did your thing. Yeah. And we lost one of our camera people for over an hour. <laughs> <laughs> so you were able to extract the most out of uh, the, oh, the resources given. But I think by doing that, you put a lot of stress on yourself because you're like, I'm going to try to get all these shots you are right. from in an hour because all the journalists have to use the same camera crew. And, exactly. You know, a lot. So what I've changed now is I don't do that anymore. So one of, the, one of the production things <laughs> we've changed is we've got this great studio, so why don't we lean on the studio yeah. a bit mm-hmm. and just get some inserts on our own and then just do the stuff in the studio. Who else has well, two warbirds in the studio that can stand in front of? If they can get you a car, you that's know what? great. Uh, I'm testing this, and you know, I'd love some feedback from the audience. But like for example, the Phantom, I didn't have the Phantom in the studio. I got inserts, and I did it in front of airplanes. Oh, you just did stand-ups I in did the, the stand-ups in the B-roll? studio. Oh, and yeah. Then, no one gives a shit. And yeah. so instead of stressing you out, like JF has uh, – we all love JF. And I am hugely indebted to JF because he has been nothing but supportive for me on those Porsche events. Like a lot of the stuff that I get is because he mm-hmm. knows, he anticipates what I need. No other camera mm-hmm. crew that's hired on those – Yeah, those, he would give us amphetamines. Like George is going to be there. <laughs> <laughs> so we need you guys to just be no ready. No brown ones. <laughs> yeah. But in all seriousness, he, like, he knows what yeah, I need before totally. I need it. right. And so I'm able to get a lot out of the Porsche stuff, and we do great episodes with Porsche. But now I feel like I want to be a little bit more, not as stressed, like you were saying. You don't want to yep. be in this. That'd yeah. be great. I want to have could, more fun with throw, it. Because you can just throw to your in-car at a launch, but exactly. set it up however you want, do as many takes as you want in the hangar. Yeah. That's a great exactly. idea. Yeah. Then you have like your own studio and to throw to. The funny thing is you do a lot less takes when you do it that way. Oh really? Because you not you not feel the pressure. You don't feel you don't have like the PR guy mm. saying I need the car back in five minutes. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you're just sitting, and sure enough, you get it done in five minutes. Where the, the PR guy's like, yeah. All of a well, sudden, also like, if you if you drive the car first before you shoot your stand up back at the studio, you can think about your thoughts, exactly. collect your sentences, mm-hmm. all those things, yeah. and strike that, reverse it, and that way when you go into your stand up, yeah. you you already. I have feel it. like I'm getting back to my stand up days, my my comedy store and ice house and improv days, where now I actually every episode has a, one of the things we changed was this, there's always this cold open now, and it's me do, doing more stand up as in 
humor than trying to get technical about the car. Yeah. Have you been to Roast Battle at the the comedy store? Oh, yeah. That's my favorite thing. (laughs) It's so brutal. It's so good. Yeah. Oh, it's so fun. When I started doing this, I was going up five times a week at the comedy store. That's that's very good. I'm jealous. Honestly. Jealous of your comedy store. We still need to do this. Our LA Auto Show open mic. Oh. We need to make this happen. That actually could be pretty fucking we funny should do it if we did it because i think people would like who would do it well i'd get zach i'd get you me who else do you think like Can't invite oem do you think like no but like would like no, brian they would, come. would like mr regular do it yeah and like spinelli some of those kind of people spinelli would, spinelli do it. would be great Alex Roy would do the it people guys would, be, yeah. would and they would yeah, be they'd be funny. themselves be funny. it could be funny yeah I say we do it. We've talked about this sounds, for years. We should like, make this happen. Sounds like fun. The question is, do we make it just for us, or do we open it up to the whole audiences oh of our viewers? God. I no, I think and you do could, like a four wallet and make it a whole thing. I think to you do it could, in the round. <laughs> I think if you open it up to the, I think you have the audience come, but don't invite uh, PR people because that way you won't feel like, ooh, what should we say? Or that not way say? you won't. Yeah, you won't get disinvited. There's certain there's certain PR people that could stomach it. There are okay. some yeah, that could do it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, but I like this idea. We should probably open it up to the audiences and have them come. That's funny. They should say in the comments whether they want to, whether they would come to a show like that. Yeah, I think it's funny. Like the com- like, like the comedy cavalcade of car journalists. Just don't call it that, or I'm not going. <laughs> <laughs> you sound to, like assholes. You could do it as a part of like a Radwood or something like that. Can I oh, speak of which? I'm Radwood going to. Was amazing. It was fun. It was really fun. Fucking and I'm amazing. going to. There's the they're they're doing one uh, on March 24th. So two events coming up, uh, March 18th, I'm doing a Cars and Coffee at Weiss Watch Company in Torrance. Uh, it's actually sold out, but I'm promoting it to you anyway. Uh, and then Where two, in Torrance is it? It's right by the airport. They're right over by off of Crenshaw. We get it. You fly planes. <laughs> they off of Crenshaw, <laughs> south of 190th, uh, between oh, yeah. Crenshaw Ooh. and... Uh, no. Yeah, by the between refinery. Between 190th and so, yeah, yeah. the other side of the refinery. Okay. Um, and then uh, March 24th, HoopDecon. Uh, which is which is exactly what it sounds like at the Twenty Four Hours of Lemons Sonoma. That's and it's Saturday. put on by the Radwood guys. Yes, Saturday the twenty fourth. There's going to be a barbecue contest, a film festival, a car show. Whoa! Twenty Four Hours of Lemons. I will be there. Uh, Musto will be there. We will be presenting and judging barbecue and film contests. Alana Shear will be there as well. Oh, Alana's awesome. Um, yeah. And so that's a, that's Sonoma Raceway on uh, March, uh, Saturday, March 24th. Oh, that's awesome. Cool. So I'll be there for that. Uh, and I'm going to Luftgegolt. Because I think awesome. April twenty second, I think. I'm not even thinking April, man. That's yeah, it's I right just the I, I, they, I just saw they announced the date, yeah. so I'm only I'm just saying it now. And 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 I bring it up because I want to segue into the R.I.P. Pour one out for my dead Trankus cars and coffee. Tell me the story because I don't know what happened. So Trankus Market is a market um, out on, Malibu. On, on Pacific Coast Highway in Malibu. Those of you who don't care about our inside baseball cars and coffee locations will recognize it as being the site of the Supra Ferrari 355 race in the first Fast and Furious movie. Smoke them. That's that's mm-hmm. right in front of where this is. Um, and they race north on PCH to Neptune's Net, which is actually a real stretch of road in a real place. Anyway, um, it it is a is perfectly suited to a cars and coffee because there's not a lot of houses around mm-hmm. it's up pch and it was very early in the morning so you got that beautiful 5 a.m empty drive up pch there's like a natural organic grocer there so there was good food and coffee mm-hmm. and um 
it attracted the kind of people that had the best shit ever. I mean, really the best shit ever. Like so many cars that would be on the lawn at Pebble Beach. Yeah, stuff you and, would never see anywhere else. Yes, yeah, yeah. I mean, and fucking vectors and Group B rally cars and weird custom Volkswagens and like every Porsche ever and 60s Cause, Ferraris. Because it wasn't just Pebble lawn cars. It was also like really fun, exciting to drive stuff. Yeah, like absolutely. Old high dollar stuff or even some new things too. Yeah, yeah you'd see Stratos is there, Delta Integrale, really HS, good stuff. Yeah. Interesting Built stuff. 2000, so, yeah. BMWs and yeah. stuff. I even saw a 1968 Electra 225 convertible. <laughs> so it's it start you know like anything good. Uh, it uh, it uh, you know it got bigger and bigger and bigger. And at first, being it, like you really had to get there like five thirty or six in the morning to yeah. get a spot. And you know it just became too big. And then there was an overflow lot next door. And then people oh, in started, the back, yeah, yeah. And then once the overflow lot filled up, then they started parking up the street. Mm-hmm. next to it and the residents started complaining and because it's a private thing it is now dead down. so it lasted like six or seven months and that was wow it, it so, was an awesome one it was an yeah. awesome six or seven month cars and coffee and now it's fucking dead and then when it was done you're in the canyon yeah. you're there already so you could take you could leave there and go up and run up and all Mulholland and then drop right into bills for a sandwich afterwards yeah. oh it was the best it, it, i guess that was the advantage of radwood is that they could issue a number of tickets and they could really control how many people showed up because yeah. like if you didn't get in that gate that was it like mm-hmm. you can't really park on that street no. yeah. because otherwise shows like this where it's using kind of like public infrastructure it's really hard to say oh we're capping it you know like oh now we're starting yeah. to park in the neighbors in the neighborhood how do you tell people to not do that if it's technically a public street the thing i liked about radwood so much was it was the people's cars like you yeah you get great cars at Troncus and some of the other local cars and coffees here or pebble beach but that was the star of the show was some of his cars or the FD RX-7 I brought or how many E46s that were there. Not seven-figure seven cars. Exactly. Right. And yeah. everybody was excited about every single car. Sure. Like Ben yeah. Shu. You know Ben Shu from uh, J- uh, Japanese Nostalgia Car Company? I think so. Great guy. He had, a what, an 85 Land, uh, Land, Land Cruiser and yeah. was in the tent because it was so nice. Where else would that happen? Right. And I thought That's that was point. just so exciting. It was. It was great. And and Hoopticon should be fucking. Awesome and so, what too. exactly is Hoopticon? Is it all seventy one ribs? I don't know. <laughs> Hopefully, <laughs> okay. Hopefully, hopefully. Be a lot um, of Cadillacs, a lot of seventy eight. Uh, you know, yes. I wish I had. Can you can you Google Hoopticon and see if we yeah, have we any more? See what this is. I'm, I'm I'm not being a very good spokesman, other than to say, yeah. expect shit boxes and me. That's <laughs> I don't mean. Yeah, there it is. The first result there. What is what Hoopticon. is. What does uh, what happens there? One place, many crap heap events. It says there's the schedule on the left. What does it say about the schedule? Ooh, that's nice. What happens, Timmy? Eight to seven a.m., nine thirty to four thirty. Twenty-four hours of lemons. Ten a.m. car shows. Three thirty p.m. Radwood Awards. Five p.m. parade lap. Six p.m. engine heat barbecue cook-off. <laughs> Eight p.m. crap can film festival. <laughs> so those are your events schedules, right? I kind of want to go. This is exciting. You want to come? Very fun. Yeah, come on, come. come on, come as my guest. I will be. I will be your guest. I'll see if I can um, steal that FDR. Oh wow, that, that person's outfit and his that's car. Radwood, that, 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 that is that Radwood. That turbo cab with that outfit is and the really, suitcase, the whole bit, really excellent. You're about the guy who brought the fucking bag of sugar through at TSA and got stopped and searched. He had a briefcase full of like with an old cell phone yeah. cash and and a kilo of sugar in his fucking bag. And he was trying to go to Radwood with us? Yeah. And that was like his his like uh, method acting at the airport. <laughs> 
There's no one Brilliant. from Radwood around who's by himself. Brilliant. It's like, it's like, bro, who are you putting the charade on? But for? this is why, because this story is why, because we're talking everywhere. about it. Exactly. And, and now he's immortal. Bro. We have promoted the show because yeah. of sugar. We have. So good. Yeah. We have. Or the uh, I thought the BMX uh, uh, freestyle uh, that was cool. Was very yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Keep, so this, so keep these the events coming. Oh, it's what. Uh, awesome. What do you have coming up? In the future, what I have coming up in the future? Well, uh, this Saturday. Well, for those of you that have heard us talking earlier, the M5 that's live now. The Phantom goes live. Well, by the time you see this, the Phantom yeah, will be live. You're looking at now, sir. Yeah. So I got to think of the future. Everything so the, that's happening now will be happening that in means, two weeks. Uh, XC40. Oh, something very exciting. So I'll have the XC40 tech review and first drive review up. But something incredibly exciting is the high compression engine from Mazda. Oh Dave yeah. Dave Coleman was very kind to let me drive his multi-million-dollar prototype Mazda. Three. Is this the looks this like is the, a three. This is gasoline's last hope, right? This is gasoline's last hope, <laughs> yeah. and it works quite well because you don't even notice the difference. And it's variable. It's variable, variable compression. It's, yeah, it's a variable compression engine, so it goes anywhere between thirteen and eighteen. Holy shit! It's yeah. not like really low high. and high. It's high and it's ridiculously high. And high. high. Oh. So basically, the what, Nissan model goes sorry it goes between kind of a, a, a medium and high. Yeah, right? they, they go up to thirteen. From, if I'm getting, don't quote me on that, but I think it's somewhere between thirteen and fourteen. Where what these guys do. They take the basic block, so it's effectively the same sky active block of what they've been building for many years, then they add a couple of things to it. So obviously it's got 16-valve head, all kind of shit, but then they add a supercharger. But the concept of the supercharger is just to add air in when the mixture is incredibly lean. So the idea is to run the engine as lean as possible, but the problem is... Wait, wait, you, it adds air when the mixture is lean? When, when the, the mixture is lean, it adds well, more air to make it out. more lean? Hear me out, what they do. So when you think of a high-compression engine, mm-hmm. they, use, they don't use spark plugs. These guys actually put spark plugs in it, so when it gets too lean, there is some sort of... No, wait ex- a minute. I'm sorry. Can we back it? High yeah. diesel engines don't use spark exactly. plugs. Exactly. So this but is the high concept. compression gas engines use spark plugs. Think of this. Um, maybe let me stop. Let me step back. So this is what, a diesel engine that no, runs this gas. This is a gasoline engine, and what they're doing <laughs> is they're taking the concept of a diesel engine. They uh-huh. want the high compression of a diesel engine, but they realize that they need the reliability. So if they run the engine too lean. The car is not going to be reliable. They can't have they can't have any warranty on it whatsoever. So instead of making it just let's make a leaner engine and run it at eighteen, and all of a sudden have these warranty claims, they've decided let's add a couple of things. We're going to add a supercharger. We're going to add a, uh, a some sort of electrification. They haven't decided what they're going to do with the electrification yet. They haven't decided if it's going to be just low torque or it's going to have power somewhere in the mid range. They're still tuning that. They've, they've been very upfront oh, about it. So the supercharge, it, rather than changing the size of the cylinders like Infinity does, mm-hmm. they're just shoving more air in shoving more air. with the same amount of fuel, exactly. and that's how they change the yeah, air. Yeah, whereas ah. normal supercharger will bring in more air yeah, and more fuel. This, this only, only brings, brings in, in air. air. That is fucking. But weird, how does that man. how does that prevent it? You know, if it's getting lean, go from from lean to too lean or too leaner. That's where this is. Unlike a diesel engine, it does have spark plugs in it, so there can be an explosion. When there can it gets be a power a cycle threshold. when it's too lean. So there, the the spark plugs work. Uh, I, I, Again, they haven't said exactly what they're doing with this because the final version is not done, but they have the possibility of using the spark plugs only at certain points in the power band or not at all. Because, okay, so what you're saying to help 
myself and other people is normally with like a diesel engine the mixture is so, so that when it compresses to a certain point it mm-hmm. flashes it catches mm-hmm. it explodes right mm-hmm. so this is there's not enough fuel to have that reaction happen just by compression it mm-hmm. needs an igniter it needs the igniter it needs the and that's what the spark is there for okay. so that's where it's unlike a diesel engine then they've added in a, this electrification mode so basically it's just another it's like an alternator system it's like the a mild hybrid system a GM used to have back in the day mm-hmm. and that can the ones we drove the this electric so the electrification was off so it didn't work at all in the cars we drove but they can tune it to be like a mild hybrid where from 0 to say 25 miles an hour it's electric yeah but they can do it also where it just Does adds that- assist throughout the entire power band so that the engine isn't taxed. Does that help because lugging this engine is particularly bad for it? Is that why, like, if you go, if you give it a lot of throttle, like, below two grand, is that, like, bad for this engine? Uh, To be honest with the car I drove, you wouldn't have pushed it up. You wouldn't have stressed it too much. Uh It wouldn't have felt really good. Yeah. And the, the thing that I took away from it is it doesn't, if you drove this, and we did do it back-to-back, we drove Mazda 3s that were production cars and this Mazda 3 prototype car, you couldn't tell the difference really that much in the power delivery between the two. Okay. It was amazing that they were able to tune this thing with all these extra parts and still be able to get Make the it power, the same. but the fuel economy is going to be drastically different, but not. it's actually not going to rob the power delivery. How, hmm. how drastic are they talking about? They're talking like in the 50s, 60s. It can go up Fucking miles per gallon, 50s, 60s? 50s, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, now again, From what, mid-30s this now? This is, what I'm telling you is kind of, yeah, not, get, get, it's not... It's not final. It's not final. Oh, yeah. They didn't They didn't focus on we're going to have 55 MPG. What they kept on focusing on is, and I didn't know this, and I was kind of surprised to find out, did you know that Mazda is the most fuel-efficient car company in the U.S., and they don't have any electrification currently? So uh, as is, that, is, that, is well, that taking that, an average of all the cars because they don't make any like yeah exactly. exactly. they don't yeah, make a they truck, don't make a, they truck. Don't make a truck yeah they don't make a but truck they yeah. also don't have electrification yeah and so if you look right. at compare them against a Toyota or a General Motors they have electrification if you these guys look, don't if you but if you look at uh, not their corporate average if you look at individual model by model are they the most fuel efficient in their segments. Probably I, not. That, 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 that I don't think so. Probably not, right? Yeah, because the math wouldn't work, right? Because no. it's not a zero sum game. If you were to look at the uh, look at just like the Mazda three segment, they probably are the most fuel efficient. But I don't think that's the case in the Mazda six segment. Not when they're competing against hybrids. No. Yeah. No. Um, that's pretty fucking cool, man. When it's do they say cool they're going to have this stuff? So ready? they're t- so they're saying that they're going to have this. Uh, the, over the entire product line in the model year 2020, but you're probably going to see something in 2019 oh. in terms of an actual production car. Whether it's out or whether yeah, it's just yeah. you or and I are driving it, it yeah, yeah. we're going to see it in 2019. And, uh, what's the status of the Infinity one? The Infinity is out. It's out. It's out. And you get that in what? The, in the QX50. The, the 50. Which is like uh, an Audi S uh, Q5 competitor. Oh, okay. Yeah. I... I I have lost. So the Mazda, I have lost caring about what infinities are named. Yeah, exactly. What? The I Mazda just, is more interesting because they're frankly they're doing more to change the engine. It's not just here's a high compression engine. It's here's a high compression engine. We're adding all these parts. Well, isn't the Infinity that we, one that it changes compression? That changes compression. Yeah, yeah. see, that's pretty crazy. Cool. And it's crazy ch- changing but, a compression in a rotating assembly while it's rotating. That's gangsters, fuck. But this, I mean, think about it. Let's let's look at history. Back in what the seventies, General Motors was. 
experimenting with while the thing is actually working, shutting down cylinders. And that didn't work, and now it's the thing that actually works. It yeah. took 20, 30 years. Mm -hmm. And I would argue, if I were betting money on which technology is going to work better, I would bet money on the Mazda because everything they're changing is a proven technology. Like, electrification has been proven now for, what, 20 years? Yeah. Or a supercharger has yeah. been yeah. proved for 50 years. I'm certainly skeptical of, about Infinity's thing. It's another rotating part yeah. in yeah. a rotating assembly. I'm like, I, yeah, when I read absolutely. that, I went, wow. I'm skeptical, yeah. but I think it's cool. Oh, I, I'm not knocking yeah. that. I, yeah. I like that people are still pushing boundaries, thinking outside the box. Smart people are smart, and I'm always impressed by it. Yeah. But when I read that, I was like... Okay, let's we'll see. Exactly. Did Infinity ditch their steer by wire? Or are they still doing that? I don't know. Again, like you, I it's yeah, been a they, long time since I have been interested yeah. in an Infinity Pro. And now, granted, to your point, these are all individually proven technologies. But putting them all together, what if the supercharger has some sort of gasket leak after a hundred thousand miles, and now it's yeah. delivering less air, and now you have, now you have a, an engine that's running super lean, or yeah. spark plug goes bad, it's not firing. I think you know? the answer to that is we're bringing the car out in twenty twenty. That's the answer. Right. Whereas Infinity, the car... So I'm driving a Volvo right now, and I'm bringing this up for a reason. I love new Volvos. I, Which one do you have? I have, a, I have an S90. Mm. Okay? So sedan, I'm actually, right? Sedan. I'm actually so, using it for studio shots for the XC40 episode. Chinese built. Not ch This one's not Chinese this built. Not? This one's well, not? This one's not. Only next year? Yeah. What they're going to start doing is building some of them in China for the Chinese market, the long wheelbase cars. And but, we get the long wheelbase ones here, so that's why it's going to switch. To China or from China? I think so, the net, the eighteen S nineties are built in China. I don't believe they are. Mm -hmm. I could be wrong. Either you're wrong or Jack Baruth is wrong. He I wrote, could be wrote wrong. a whole thing. This about I could be wrong because the V nineties are made in Sweden. Yes, yeah, see, I know that the S nineties for the U S. They switched them to all long wheelbase. Yeah, so it is entirely possible. That Do not quote me on this. I am not talking about that. The okay. reason why I'm what bringing up Volvo about? is I'm driving this car because, like we talked about in the production, I'm using this for the studio shots uh -huh. for the XC40, but. They, Volvo, I take my hat off to them. I've always loved Volvos. But one thing that I question on their current Geely era is they tried to change everything too fast. Uh huh. So they said, okay, we're going to build a whole new mess of cars. We're going to build it off two separate architectures. We're going to build 18 cars off of two architectures. I get it. You're going to save money doing it that way. Yeah. And then I'm going to add in a new engine family. Okay, I get it. Start to get worried. It's going to be turbo, supercharged, and hybrid. Exactly. Yeah. And then, on top of that, I'm going to build an entirely new user experience inside the car. Yeah. So you've got a new car, a, a new engine on. family, a new architecture, and a new UX. Too much going on. A lot going on. And if you've... Now, again, I'm a huge fan of Volvos, but there are some things that have teething problems. And now, that's just, that's just building a whole car that doesn't have some wild whiz-bang technology. Mm -hmm. Here, you're getting a new car yeah. and this ridiculous new yeah. whiz-bang technology. I would get nervous about that. Hannah's Volvo has had some issues. And Which hers one does is, she have? She has a 2016 yeah. V60 R design with the Polestar engine. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's a nice car. Polestar? Yeah. She's nice. a nice car. I got to tell not, you, the more not, I learn about Hannah, have, the more I like this car. Yeah, it's bright red. She it's got the only, flying it's lesson, the only Volvo, bright red Polestar? one we've ever seen. She has a, I've never seen another copy of her car. How long has she had it? She got it December 2015, so she's had it for a while. But yeah. there have been some seriously funky electrical issues yeah. with it. Um, when we got it, when we took delivery of it from the lot, the air conditioning unit had zero refrigerant in it from the, from new. Really? 
<laughs> well, it's Swedish. There's some Don't really need weird, the air conditioning. There's some funky shit. Like, and she likes it. Overall, yeah. she likes it. You yeah. know, it's comfortable. It looks cool. She's fast. People stop her at the gas station. But what's important it. to know is that's the older architecture. I know, but well, that's what I was getting at. What I was getting at was that was the end of the old one. Yeah. And it was so forget fucking teething problems. It wasn't <laughs> even right in the final edition. Wow. Know? Some weird yeah. stuff happens wow. in that car. It's got some it definitely has some uh yeah. some ghost yeah. ghost issues ghost. happening behind the dashboard. There's a Swedish ghost floating there around is. that doesn't like cold, Sven doesn't like the warm Swedish weather. Swedish ghost. <laughs> Do we know what transmissions in the Infinity? Mm, no. Don't they build their own? No. Uh no, that's Hyundai Kia. Hyundai Kia oh. is a. I always call them a steel company masquerading as a car company. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The shipping is the shipping is. It's more. Remember about we the saw steel. that ship in the Panama Canal where it was just a giant yeah. thousand Hyundai containers. It doesn't mean they build bad cars. They build good cars. I would argue that because they have their own steel, they are more competitive because they don't buy somebody else's steel. They have mm -hmm. money in their pocket to spend in other areas, like hiring Lotus to tune the suspension of the Genesis G80. Good call. That's a very good call. Hiring Lotus to do things usually works. I agree. Unless completely. you're building the 1988 Suzu Trooper handling by Lotus, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which was a real thing, unfortunately. Yeah. Well, here's a quick question for you: fifty uh -huh. grand. You got fifty grand to spend on a used car. Uh huh. Okay. Here's Porsche. No, I gotta give you the choices. Oh, it's okay. Porsche. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. I'll, I'll play your game. Okay, you play want? my game. Yeah. Okay. Do you buy something used AMG? Uh huh. Okay. Used Corvette. Uh huh. Or use Devora. Oh. For one one car to rule them all. One car to rule them all. <laughs> uh ooh. Can you get a used current generation C sixty three S for that money? No. You cannot. That's, that's a no, maybe. If you can, that's where I'd start. Because that's a bad motherfucker of an engine. It's a bad that car. That I mean, the base liter? price was sixty five. Yeah, 62. yeah, but an S you, now S what? went to like eighty. I think fifteen was the first model. You might be able to get a fifteen for fifty grand. Possibly. I would start there. You would do that. I would over look the there. Aura. If it's not supercharged, I'm not interested. Uh, I, I don't know the you. market. You can you tell me the market. Fifty but is if the it's, cheapest. Yeah, word I, you you want the supercharger. There was a point. They're I, nice, but you want the supercharger. I found one somewhere. Where the hell was it? It was like Minnesota. Shit. The guy was trying to sell a, a, a an Avora with no back seat, which I could care less. Who cares? Forty two thousand dollars. I had the the Avora four ten. I had. I could fit my Pelican yeah. sixteen ten behind the back. It's a usable the car seat. for sure. Yeah, usable. usable. I just yeah, didn't yeah. like like the kit car radio and that kind of stuff. The newest like it. one. It uses an Alpine stereo, yeah, they but do. they do a better job of integrating. Of yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I liked the newest one very yeah. much. I, I, and don't get me wrong. I mean, everyone who knows my show knows me knows I'm a freak mm -hmm. about Lotus, and mm -hmm. I love them beyond love. And I'd rather have an Alpine doubled in than have them try and design something. Bless you, that doesn't work well. Yeah, it doesn't have the right budget yeah. for it. I don't. Yeah. I don't. I don't need a dedicated MMI yeah. if it works good and is good Bluetooth and all yeah. that kind of stuff. If if you do it yourself and it sucks. Yeah. I'm annoyed. Far worse. <laughs> we need, yeah. Yeah. I think we need to find out if we can get a C63S for 50 grand. If you can, that I would start That's there. That's a top tip. Yeah, or, or, or an M3. I mean, honestly, it's the gold standard, um, the gold standard. for the reason. 50 grand? What kind of 911 would that buy you? Uh, 50 grand will get you a DFI car, a 2010 or 11 yeah. 997 Carrera S. Yeah. It'll get you um, a, a 991 base, pretty pretty base 991. Mm -hmm. Um. It'll get you into something nice. It'll get you a a great uh, Cayman S. 
Yeah, Great one. That. I'd want the 911. Uh, you yeah. can get into a 911. There's a I've, lot of 911 you can get for 50 grand. Spending so much time with 911s for the past 10 years, I've 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 become a believer. Yeah, I hate you to drive admit them it. enough, and you yeah. go, well, why don't they all just make them like this? It's yeah. <laughs> and you know what? And this is again inside baseball, and we know this, and this is maybe we're trying new for the audience, but you start getting to know the people who work at these car companies. You, mm. you Let's not name them who they are, but we all have the same friends. They call that bias. We have bias. We have a bit. We have bias, but so do they. But you go to the guy who engineers the coolest car from GM or the coolest mm. car from Ford or the coolest car from Chrysler or, or Mercedes, and every single one of them owns a 911. <laughs> Yeah, they all do. They take the money they that they them. earn somewhere else, and they <laughs> buy a 911. That's funny. It's cold as ice, but that's funny. It's the truth. It is funny. That's why we're not going to name names. I, we don't have to. Yeah. I know. I know. You know I don't know about all, but I know of a few. Oh, I know where the bodies are buried, That man. is true. This is very true. This is very true. Thanks we for have a file on you. Thanks for coming down, George. Hey, thanks for having Fun me. Fun show. I appreciate it. What so do you want to plug? Moto Man TV? Let's plug a couple of things. Moto Man TV, uh, season nine, started a couple weeks ago on YouTube, YouTube Red, and guess what? We just launched on Amazon. Ooh. Very excited about Prime Video is that uh, Amazon App Store, so every one of the, all over their ecosystem. Oh, so cool! That, so that means you can do it on the Fire, you can do it on the Kindles, you can do it everywhere. So cool. Amazon App Store, you can go and click on the link and download it. And of course, uh, Apple iTunes, Google Play, Five Airlines. We're in a lot of places. Man. <laughs> right. Are you on? Are you on Instagram? I'm on Instagram. Moto Man TV. Moto Man TV. Word. I like it. <laughs> Thank you, Zach, for helping me on this. I'm so focused on the Amazon. In case part. people skipped the first hour of the show yeah. <laughs> and they just came in and they were yeah. like, you know, we're yes. this guy's stuff. I am Moto Man TV, all one word on Instagram. And if you want to see your fill of plain pictures and videos <laughs> mixed with a GT3 or an AMG or something, or obviously 911s, you will see plenty of that. And also, you will see Kumo. I have a, I have a white dog that he is my co-host. Kumo. Kumo. He's a he's like 65, the tires. Like well, couldn't like, afford a, a car named or sorry. What did that, that, what did that yeah. cost, George? Kumo. Sell out. Name your dog Kumo. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I gotta I gotta support where the airplane somehow. Come on now. I'm gonna name my dog Avora. Yeah, sell out. <laughs> In the Japanese language, uh, Kumo is this cloud. This is my cat, Carrera, and my dog, <laughs> Makan. Or Beeline Coffee. Yeah, right. The I cat, mean, Beeline. I got my own coffee, yeah. son. Now, Kumo um, is, uh, is, is uh, in the Japanese language, is, is the word for cloud, and he is a white, 65-pound oh. husky. You beautiful. Yes. Beautiful. Thanks for coming. Uh, see you guys next time. This point's our podcast, powered by Shout Engine. Get your own damn podcast at shoutengine.com. I did it when I set up uh, the Watch and Listen podcast, my other show about watches, and it literally takes like five minutes. So uh, if you have something to say and you want to say it to some people outside the four walls of your room, shoutengine.com. Thank you, George. Thank, Thank you, sir. You. Thank you for having Thank me. Thank you, Timmy and Zach. Tim and Zach. Zach. Thank you for listening. If you see, who's on next week? I don't know. I don't know, but I did. A, we did a thing. We we got ghosted on Tuesday. Ghosted. I got ghosted. Someone. Uh, I don't know, necessarily want to throw him under the bus again, but someone scheduled and then confirmed and then ghosted. Bastards. So when someone's like, "Hey, that show you did with that guy, whatever happened to that show?" He ghosted. That podcast or that posting got deleted on Facebook. <laughs> that po- oh, did you delete it on Facebook? Yeah. All yeah. Right. Thanks Could've very much. Sworn it was there. Manage expectations. <laughs> Goodbye, kids. <laughs>